Well, Malik, thank you so much. First, before you get into it, we want to thank you, man, for hopping on. I see you got a bottle going already. I'm Ooh. happy about that, man. Let's get this shit going. Yes. Oh, yes. Good choice, sir. Good choice. Got to yes. bring the mugs out. I love it. And we've got two fellow mug lovers right here on the cast with you. Yep. <laughs> so all the reason why I brought the mugs out. <laughs> I'll just be drinking this shit straight out the bottle. Oh, yeah. Dude, I just I got this giant fucking camping cup, and I've just used it as my normal cup ever since. It's Forever. just my go-to. Yeah. yeah. I actually ended up getting a Yeti just for drinking. I love it. Keep keep that shit cool. I love it. Oh, yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me. Uh, yeah. Malik, thank you for so much for joining on. Um, for everybody listening, uh, we've got Malik with us. He is one of the co-hosts, I believe. Is that correct? Of LWC Challenge, Love Warren Challenge podcast. Yes, I am. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Malik, um, I've got a bunch of questions for you that we want to get into. Just like we do on our Challengers Unplugged, we're going to ask you some challenge questions. But first and foremost, I want to give you a little bit of time to tell us about your podcast. Oh, yes. So what's really good, Pastor, is I am MTV Malik, host of Love Wood Challenges podcast. Um, we do podcasts and recaps of episodes and other challenge events. And basically, we just like to kind of just talk our shit. We, uh, you know, we don't really like to follow any of the pre-established rules of podcasting or general decency. And we just kind of do what we, <laughs> we what whatever we want. And that's the way we're going to keep it going. Over 150 episodes in and we're loving every single minute of it. Oh, Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Awesome. I love that. Man, if you uh haven't seen their artwork yet though, it is fire. It's got yeah. it's got that NWA album cover look yeah. to I it. I just changed it too. Oh, Did you? Yeah. yeah. I saw it and I was like, man, that shit is clean. <laughs> you know what? Um so one of my uh co-hosts, Rob, ended up posting it and Cyrus uh commented, he was like, Yo, that's fucking sick. Yeah, and I then, saw that. And that was really dope. So, oh, Ty is so cool. I love him. Yeah, man, he's such a good guy. Uh, it, fucking his stories. I do. We talked to him for oh like two and a half hours, and some of the shit he was saying, it was just like, bro, how does one person fit this much experience into a lifetime? You know he's what I mean? Got so many stories. So well, much. I really love the uh, the old podcast cover, but I really wanted to put my face on it. So yeah, I was yeah. like, all right, it's time for a change. We've been we only went through one podcast cover change before, so I felt like it was the right time. Yeah. So me and Karina actually debate about that because I didn't want to put my face on the fucking podcast. And she's like, no, we got to do it. There's multiple co-hosts. People got to be able to put a <laughs> face to a name. I was yeah. like, fuck. Yeah, I know. Listen, it doesn't matter. We have to go through life looking mid. We still want our face on things sometimes. That's exactly it. I've just dealt with it. <laughs> you know, you, you just, go. you know, trials and tribulations. We all get through it, right? <laughs> so I have a small confession to make. Even Shoot. though work was running late, I did have two edibles, and them shits oh, is just oh, now God. really kicking in. And like, I don't smoke or do shit like that much, so this should be really fucking fun. I'm so oh, excited I'm awesome. to be here. Worst out. <laughs> so, just to give you full uh, full clarification on our side, um, I don't think we've ever done a podcast where I'm not completely blitzed out of my mind. Like, so, <laughs> like, in fact, I just got up right before you came on and snuck outside real quick and took a rip. Is that really what you got up and did? Of course it I was. Thought you said, I thought you were taking care of the dog. I did, and then I went outside and took a rip. My God. <laughs> so, <laughs> So um, back in August, I recently like toned down a lot of my drinking just in the volume wise, just because I'm so busy. I don't got time to be slightly hungover on a Wednesday. So, you know, it's really easy for me to get uh, a little buzz going on. But um, oh, yeah. the, <laughs> but the biggest thing is 
ever since doing so, my alcohol costs have gone down to just a minimal, minimal amount. And now I'm a super lightweight. So I'm trying to balance it out with uh, with a lot of alcohol. Let's see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man, I, uh, I myself, I know I'm not a big drinker. So, like, mm-hmm. we'll go to out and I'll have, like, two beers. I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to back it off if I want to drive. You know what I mean? <laughs> so Yo, that's the sweet spot. Uh, another yeah. big reason for cutting it down is uh, I used to also get really, really blitzed during every podcast uh, recording. Yeah. And then. I realized I would just say like really, really crazy shit. And I would go through on the list. I'm like, Ooh, I got to And so instead of spending a lot of time editing shit out, I was just like, just drink less. You have to do less editing. (laughs) We're always under the gun. Cause like Karina does all the editing for us and she's a a fucking saint for it, but fucking underrated work. Yeah. Oh my God. It's, it's, she's the true star of the podcast, regardless of what anybody else does. Like, you know, no matter who we get for an interview or anything, she's the star because, like, she's the one that'll sit there and spend five hours breaking it all down. What are you sucking up for? Uh, well, I pissed you off last week, so <laughs> I gotta, I gotta cover ground. You know what I mean? But I know how he feels because I do the same thing for my pod. Uh, one of the things when we were putting together was what are some of the things that we brought to the table, and I was like, well, I have a big background in audio engineering. So I can put this shit together and I can make it sound, you know, buttery and smooth. Speaking of which, sorry, I did not, I did not record this separately and you guys are just going to have to deal with it. Oh, that's fine. That's how we normally do it, dude. (laughs) So don't trip at all. Karina is completely self-taught, but I mean, from our quality when we first interviewed Devin to Mm -hmm. where we're at now is night and day. So she's gotten really good at that shit. But uh, what do you use to edit? Adobe Audition. That's what I use. If you ever want some tips or tricks. Hit me always. up. I got you. Always. I'm going to definitely hit you up. <laughs> I am always up for learning about editing. Yeah. Love so it. the way we kind of, I'll give us a little background on us and then I'm going to go through, I'm going to start kind of giving you the challengers unplugged treatment and start getting your idea on the challenge. <laughs> and then we'll get into cast predictions. One thing I did want to ask you is, do you watch Survivor at all? I do not. Um, I've actually never watched Survivor. In fact, the challenge is the only reality show I ever really watch. Uh, I did get into X on the Beach a little bit, but even I mean, X on the Beach is pretty trashy TV. It is, yeah, yeah, it <laughs> is. Sure. To be fair, it is. It is probably Corey's favorite show, right? Yeah, no, that's that's Love Island. Oh my bad, Love Island. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, never got into the, you know The Bachelor. I even tried Big Brother. Because I was just like, hey, you know, the challenge is, you know, I was like, hey, you know, let's do a, a Big Brother spinoff or whatever. And I must watch like two to three episodes. I was like, fuck this. I'm, I'm just a challenge guy. I've tried. And you know what? I respect that. Like, so I think everybody has a different route in. Like me and Tony are pretty similar on this. Um, I got into Big Brother uh, back when I was like 19. So we're talking like 2006. And I knew about the challenge because I grew up watching real, Road Rules and Real World. But, you know, you hit 17, 18, you don't give a shit about MTV. You're out doing your own thing. And then uh, we started dating. And this was about seven years ago. And I came over one night. And she's like, you got to shut the fuck up. I'm watching my show. I was like, what show are you watching? She's like, the MTV challenge. I was like, oh, shit. You mean the one with, like, Veronica and Darrell? She's like, well, that was a long time ago. But, yeah, same show. <laughs> And it was Rivals 3, and I watched Johnny Steal the Money, and I got sucked in, and that's how I got back into it. And then Tony, it was, uh, he's you're a Survivor watcher, and Jay came over, and that's what sucked him in. So for me, I actually come from the real world. When I was a kid, I would watch 
you know, the real world had me hooked. I was just like, hold a time out. Y'all going to take regular people and just put them on? That whole concept was wild as fuck to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I loved it. I mean, for, for as long as I can remember, I've always watched the real world. And the challenge came around 97, 98. And I just kind of always been there and always been. Now, the thing about it is I always watched the challenge religiously. None of my friends did. My sister watched it once in a while. She could tell you who Bananas and Wes is, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until about Dirty 30. Oh, no. Um, maybe maybe Invasions or maybe Rivals 3, but, but somewhere, somewhere in between that time, mm-hmm. I discovered Challenge Twitter. And I was like, oh, this is where my people are. Yep. This is, <laughs> and I, I had a Twitter since Twitter first opened up, but I never really use it. And that's how I discovered what Twitter is for. Twitter is for you find something that you're really into and you find the community that has been developed there. And then you do that. And I've been stuck ever since. So wow. I've always been into the challenge. My love for it, from it came from the real world. I was a, I thought the real world was the greatest thing ever. I was like regular people on TV. The whole concept was wild as fuck to me. Oh yeah, uh, mine was Road Rules. I was telling I her about road that. Rules yeah, I, I like them both. I liked Real yeah, World. Yeah, I like them and, both. But Road Rules is my cup of tea. Corey, how'd you get into it? Because like I was saying, we never heard your story on this. Uh, my story's uh kind of simple. I think we talked about it a little bit before, but I think my sister used to watch it. Yeah, so I remember a few people, but it's really just because I saw it on Paramount one day, and either my OCD or my autism—if you're trying to hurt my feelings or not. I just had to watch it all and catch up. So I started on Vendettas. I remember that I started on Vendettas and made my way all the way back. But I just. Oh, I just so you're a sw- newer Challenge fan. Yeah, within the last couple of years. And then, kind of like you said about Twitter, I was just like, because my wife wasn't that into it. My coworkers didn't know what it was. And I was like, I need to talk about this shit. <laughs> so, I went, I, so I went to Facebook and I found this uh, group with Rick, Karina, and Tony. And right here we Good are. People. Let me ask you guys a question. Have you ever guys have you have you guys ever had to like deal with uh, a close friend or a significant other getting like maybe a little jealous about how into the challenge you are? Because mm. I've heard <laughs> stories about that. You yeah. know, somebody's like, "Well, you must really love Carver Maria then," or just little shit. And I thought it was just me, and I was going through that. But come find out, other people have dealt with that also. Yeah. Have you guys ever had to deal with this some? I yeah. uh, I actually surpassed the so there's really only like one person around. At the t- when I first started watching the challenge, that knew what it was in my area, and I've actually surpassed them as far as my involvement in like the challenge community, but also my enjoyment of the show. Uh, they've sort of fallen off of it as I've gotten more into it because, like Rick said, I started with Total Madness, so I'm like super fresh. Because when Jay came over, that's the first season that I watched, and then during Total Madness. I went back and watched everything I had access to. So I was caught up by the finale. But yeah, the one person that I knew at that time who was big into the challenge and I could actually talk to about it has since sort of fallen off of it. And I found like another couple of people, but it was it was a very strange experience for me asking her all the questions at the beginning of like, who are these people? What seasons do I need to watch? And now I I won't say that I know more than her about the show, but like my knowledge is more like up to date and it's very weird. 
Yeah. Nothing weird about that at all. And let me tell you guys, I don't care if you're brand new to the challenge. It doesn't invalidate you guys as being challenge fans. You're going to see a whole bunch of people like me who watched it from the beginning. I've been watching it ever since Veronica was a rookie. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Good. That means you're old. Keep giving notes. We're all assholes. <laughs> I hear this all the time because my staff is all kids. They're all uh uh 18, 20, 22, like the oldest one there is like 23. So like today, they just don't understand older shit. Like Styles yeah. P from the Locks announces retirement oh. today. And I'm like, oh, Styles P retired. Like, who the fuck is Styles P? I'm like, from the Locks, <laughs> Rough Riders. Did a song with Mariah Carey. Just no idea what the fuck I'm yep. talking about. I can say yep. something like Clerks, Kevin Smith. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? We don't know any of these people. Oh, man. Wow. That's why I went to the film school I did. Really? I went to the Vancouver Film School. Fucking awesome. I just went to the Fillmore in San Francisco to see oh, uh, Kevin Smith oh, uh, awesome. premiere Clerks 3. He was there with uh, Elias. Fucking awesome. Fucking love awesome. that. How was Clerks 3? Hilarious. <laughs> I thought it should have been longer, but... They have some really fucking heavy moments in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, really? Uh, it gets, there's some heavy, don't get me wrong, it's all awesome. You're going to yeah. laugh your ass off. But when it gets serious, it gets fucking serious. And wow. I love Brian R. Halloran, but some scenes he overacts on. But besides that, lovely, lovely, lovely movie. So, um, Clerks is like a love-hate. Like when I first saw it, I was too young. I was probably about 13, 14. I was like, this this fucking sucks. It's in black and white. And then I was about <laughs> 21 or 22. And my buddy was like, you want to watch Clerks? And I was like, eh, fuck it. Let's it's watch the, it. The black dude. and white, dude. Makes and it up. I, dude, and I fucking died. And then he's like, you know they got a second one. I was like, nah, for reals. And he's like, yeah. And he put on, and I don't think I'd laughed that hard in a long time. Like, you know, ugly fucking crying snot coming out my nose laughing about it the whole time. Four times in theaters, I saw Clerks 2. The theater actually gave me the poster. Damn. I saw the shit a lot of times, too. Gone to see it so many times. I made sure to take my friends to go see it. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. So before we get too far, I want you to share your story because I give you what shit about this. A significant other that had ever been jealous of your relationship oh. with the challenge. <laughs> oh, yeah. My crazy ass. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, so I'm uh, it's no secret. I'm a huge CT fan. I have was like had a crush in love with him when I was younger and I've grown up watching him on the show. And um, anyway, my ex, uh, who I was with for four years. He was so insanely jealous of my attraction to CT on this television show that I watched once a year that he would literally like cause fights, like screaming fights (laughs) with me to the point like I got to the point where I was literally hiding it from him that I was watching this show. And he was like forbidding me from watching this television show because he was jealous of how much I liked CT. It was fucking insane it's weird shit yeah yeah so i give her i give her a lot of shit and i go look your ex would keep you from watching and i got you a fucking interview with him so i don't ever want (laughs) any complaints any complaints (laughs) i got a i got a well not significant other because my wife she's not into the challenge but she watched the challenge usa because she knew the people from big Mm -hmm. brother in love island yeah i have a buddy of mine from high school that before i met you guys he was the only person i talked reality tv with 
And I told him I hopped on the Danner interview and he's like, oh, you're interviewing Challenge Champions now? He's like, you didn't even watch this shit live back when it was happening. <laughs> I was like, I was like you're right, I didn't. Fuck you're that. right, I didn't, dude. I didn't back dude, then. So nah, mine was the opposite. Like, I got into the challenge groups because she told me about it. She's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm in this group. It's like challenge trash talk. I'm like, I want to get in a group where I'm talking shit about the challenge. I don't give a fuck that much. And then she's like, no, just come on. And then I think Total Madness came out. I was like, all right, let's do this. And I got hooked right away. Yeah. And then, like, I was in a bunch of NFL groups on Facebook. And you see these little games, like, build a team. And I was like, oh, shit, I could I could make one of these for the challenge, you know, and put together little, little matchups and stuff. And so that's how I got really into it. And then one day, our co-host, who's not with us, Josh, he was like, we should do a podcast. I was like. We were like, sure. Yeah, why, why not? not? It can't be that hard. <laughs> And then, you know, that's how we got here. It was here. much harder than we thought it was going to be. Yeah, that's <laughs> a fucking facts right there. Uh, the guy I knew that was upset that I made it to this podcast, I was like, well, did you start talking shit to Rick about being a Falcons fan? Okay, well, <laughs> you didn't take advantage of an opportunity. Right? <laughs> that was the real reason, like, I gave him gave you a shot. I was like, he's cool. He talks shit with me. Fuck it. Let's right? give him a shot. Yeah. Um. So, all right, before we get too deep into this, like I gotta know, who's on your Mount Rushmore for the males? Four males, Mount Rushmore for females of the challenge. All right, let's start with the females. Evelyn. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cara. Nice. Absolutely. And and, and those are the easy ones, I guess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and 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 I'm going to say Veronica, even though she has definitely fell off in the later years. Yeah. You can't deny her earlier politics yeah yeah they 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 were running shit you got to put it there yeah i don't disagree with that yeah for the fourth female i'm gonna i'm gonna give it to laurel because she was dominant i know know a lot of people want that would wanted to go to like emily schramm or there's a lot of deserving women but this is this is my my list yep absolutely for the males banana ct Darrell. oh okay okay and wes now I am a notorious, notorious Jordan hater. Yes. We Don't are. like him. Never will. Even though he has been less obnoxious in previous seasons. And I think that's going well for him. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't like the guy. But <laughs> he's not on my Mount Rushmore. But if somebody says Jordan is on their Mount Rushmore, it's not hard to see why. Right. I fucking hate his guts. But you can't, you cannot <laughs> deny how fucking good and how efficient of a champion he is. Yeah. Even though I, I, I don't like him. I, don't, not, <laughs> yeah, I respect I do not that. Like I, that yeah. yeah. Hey, like, Malik, did you, uh, did you happen to listen to the interview he did with these guys here? No. It might change your out. opinion a whole lot. It no, really no, might change your opinion. I don't a think lot. it would. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, mine's made up. I hate you and I'm staying that way. So. <laughs> I respect um, the fucking loyalty on that shit. Right? But, but you're not the, but the thing is, uh, I'm not a closed-minded person, so I l- always leave room to the. Do- I always leave the door open to the fact of changing my mind uh, when I receive new information, or you know, just you don't ha- always have to stick with one thing, except yeah, right. for the New York Knicks. No, no matter no, how much facts. they hurt that's me, facts. I have not left them. I don't have to. Brooklyn has a team too. I was born in Brooklyn. I can leave the Knicks, but I don't, and I don't know why. <laughs> um, Bro, you're talking to people that are Falcons and Saints fans. We we understand. We got a Super Bowl. Calm down. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> so do we. We have several, but 
I, and, and, and the Knicks have championships too, but you know, it's been a while. I don't want to die, but before they get a, uh, before they get a championship, I want to live to see them get one. But, um, another one of my co-hosts, he, um, he met, uh, Jordan at a challenge mania event. He say, sat down, talked with him, found him lovely, very affable. Mm-hmm. And I see how people could see that. I, maybe it would change my mind. And maybe I am holding on to the past. I, I remember watching Real World Portland pretty mm-hmm. fucking live. And that is, as like I said, I'm a huge Real World fan. Those events stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. There's been many incidents where, you know, racial things have been said or implied that I do not like. Mm-hmm. But, Absolutely. And, and I'm kind of disappointed in how the things worked out with Naya. But Naya said something that always kind of stuck with me. She said, please allow us some grace, grace to move on, grace to to um, uh, become better. Mm-hmm. And I actually kind of took that to heart because I'm not perfect. And Lord knows I've made some, I've made some you know, mistakes in my own life Absolutely. and I was allowed some grace. So I still don't like Jordan. I'm not as vocal about it as I used to be. I'm not so gung-ho about coming for his head and everything. Allowing some grace and his recent behavior at least on TV, has seemed somewhat improved. I'm not there yet, mm-hmm. but I'll leave the door open to that. But until then, fuck them. I, I respect it. I respect That's it 100% fair. because, look, I'm going to be honest. Um, when I first kind of really got introduced to Jordan because I started on Rivals 3, he wasn't on it. He wasn't on Invasions. And then all of a sudden, he's on Dirty 30. And he had some some really bad moments in Dirty 30. Mm-hmm. And then I saw him on I what after that he came back for War of the Worlds two was his next one and I I kind of had a little bit of a shift on him but I didn't know his whole past at that point and then I started hearing about his past and I was like oh fuck this guy and then but like you said you know you hear new things like I I spoke with Marlon Marlon explained some different viewpoints and how they've had discussions about it then mm-hmm. talking to Naya talking to Jordan himself and I think it, it gives you a different perspective um, yeah. But I still respect anyone's feelings towards this because, and that's what I love about the challenge fandom so much is there are so many different perspectives on it. Like there are some people that are there just ride or die for Amanda and I can't Mm -hmm. fucking stand Amanda, Mm -hmm. but I understand why they like her and I'm not mad about it. You know what I mean? I can't stand Jemmy, but some Mm -hmm. people love Jemmy and I get it. He said, "Who? <laughs> they're, they're out there. They're out there, bro. <laughs> they are. They are. Yeah. So because because the thing about Jimmy, Jim, some people are is very easy to identify with somebody like Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Jimmy is amazing for the challenge, even though she's a terrible. Ch- well, not terrible. Even though she's not a great challenger, she brings other elements to the challenge that makes it great. The commentary and observation. Is it going to win her any championships? Probably not, but it's entertaining as fuck. And there are some people mm-hmm. out there who are just like her and they see themselves yep. in her and it brings value. This is why people got to watch how they rank other challengers. You know, you can't rank them just by wins. You can't rank them just by what they do all the time. There's other elements to this show that mm-hmm. make them great. And for Amanda, Amanda is a shit starter. Yeah. She may never win one, but those people are important to the challenge. I, Amanda's another person who I disliked for a long time, but her last two seasons found her much more likable. Not there yet, 
but more likable. I understand her is the best way I could put it. I wouldn't say I I like her, but I I understand her. I think it's, you know, and this is one of my favorite parts of the fandom, and I I don't know how everybody else feels, but I really enjoy it when I feel a certain way about someone, Mm -hmm. and then over time, my perspective on them does a 180. Yeah, Um, absolutely. The prime example, and I know a lot of people still can't stand this guy, and I understand that he, (laughs) he, he rubs people the wrong way. But over time, I've gotten to really enjoy Josh Martinez. And if you look at it from the perspective of, you know, how boring would this show have been these last few seasons if Josh wasn't Wasn't on it? it, It's a whole different dynamic, you Mm -hmm. know, of what was going on. Because if you think about it, he was a shit starter because he learned it from talking to Amanda. You know what I mean? Exactly. Mm -hmm. But my perspective on him has changed. And that's one of my favorite things. And I think. Mm-hmm. Watching other people's perspectives change is interesting, too. You know, I'm really glad you said that because, once again, I've gotten on Josh a lot, especially when he first came in. I, I, be, I was blocked from him like two weeks into the the first season he was on. He blocked <laughs> Shit. It, it wasn't even nothing crazy, but yeah. it wasn't really flattering. But seeing Josh from where he was then mm-hmm. to the last season he was on was one of the best seasons he's ever played in a pretty mm-hmm. good season overall. Yep. I yeah. love seeing that because like, you know what? Josh has learned to play this game. Yep. He's in mm-hmm. better shape. And he's getting better. It's one of the biggest things that drew me to Carver Maria. Look at where she yep. started and look at where she is now. She treats the challenge like a fucking job and she comes in prepared every season yes. and gets a little bit better and more in shape. But there's a couple of people. Amanda's another one who I started to slowly like over time. Devin is somebody who I went from loathing to yes. really yes. enjoying yep. to see. Yes. Um, yes. Jordan, I would say I hate him less. You're, 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 it's the scales moving, but it's yeah, not, yeah, the scales, it, and yeah. that's fluid. okay. Yeah, that's absolutely okay. not with the New York Knicks, but with challengers, <laughs> it's okay. And, and, and that's the biggest thing about the fandom. Yeah. You don't have check this out. You don't have to root for the same person every season. You don't mm-hmm. have to like everybody every season, and yep. it's okay to change your mind. Yeah, except yes. for you know. Them from Dirty Thirty to World of Worlds Two, when you know it's a Carver Army versus fucking everybody, pandemonium on Twitter, and it was just a time that would never be replicated. That was no. great. You couldn't switch sides then, but now it's okay. You yeah. can go ahead and move along the lines, and it's okay to change your mind. Yeah, I think the other one, and and this is the last thing I, I'll really kind of bring up about this part of the challenge fandom is, but this person in particular is Polly. I cannot mm. stand Polly on the show. Right. But Polly, the person outside of the show, outside of the show and what I've talked to him and I respect it. Like, I, I, I love I don't the show. I don't love him on the show, but I respect it and I know what he's doing. And I respect him because he plays a very, very specific role. And regardless of how you feel about him, too, dude's a hell of a competitor, top tier competitor. And nobody you, can take that away. You're talking to the wrong guy. <laughs> now, I, I'm from. I'm on LWC. We've only inter- we've only done four interviews, mm-hmm. and they're two of the same person: Cara twice, Paulie twice. Mm-hmm. I love it. Fucking love Paulie. Mm-hmm. Love him. Yeah. Love that guy. Love him. He is insane in all of the best ways. <laughs> like yeah, I like, but he also knows what he's doing. Um, and every once in a while he'll hit me up and we'll just talk shit for like forever. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm a very big Paulie fan. Uh, I think Paulie is one of the biggest misses from the challenge. 
this guy will make fucking good TV no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like, he'll piss everybody off. He'll say whatever needs to be said. And I think not having him on is a big miss. Uh, he is one of my favorite challengers. And I think that not having more of him is a big miss. Even if you hate him. Yeah. And TV mm-hmm. ratings, love and hate is the same thing. Oh, yes. they 100% are. They will watch you because they love you. Yep. They will watch you because they love you. They will watch you because you hate you. WWE yep. figured that out a long time ago. Yeah. Um, they They definitely need to bring him back. Oh, 100%. Oh, absolutely. And I think, yeah. And don't get me wrong. When I say I don't, I don't like him on the show and I don't like the, and maybe it's, I don't like the edit he gets because yeah. it is an edit. Right. Oh, yeah. But once you step away from the edit and you get to know who Paulie is as a person and, so cool. and you have a conversation with him, he is one of the coolest fucking guys so I've ever sweet, talked to. So down to earth. So supportive. Yeah, I, like yeah. he's so fucking badass. I love him. I, I know a hundred percent what you mean. Um, we interviewed him, and he got us in so much fucking trouble with Maria. <laughs> he talked so much shit. But, you know, when we interviewed him, we got our days mixed up. So he called me out of the blue. He's like, yeah, you ready to do this? I'm like, no, it's fucking two. Then we say, th- whatever. So we talked for like an hour before setting up, did like an hour and a half of an interview, and talked for like two and a half hours. Yeah. And I did find them very affable, very enjoyable, and kind of when it's just like, hey, guys, it's just me and you. You're a challenge competitor. I'm a challenge fan. We're both challenge fans. When you just talk to him, you'll mm-hmm. find yourself having just a really enjoyable, thoughtful, yep. back and forth conversation with him. And it was really just a joy. I was just like, man, just talking to you is fucking fun. And I'm the type of guy who hates talking on the phone and shit. But I found him to be just enjoyable. And I understand some people do not like him. And I was telling you, he is 100% okay with that. He does it, not yeah, give a fuck. He doesn't give a shit. That's what I respect about him because I've had that conversation with him and I told him straightforward, like just how I've talked to you about it. Oh, and yeah, he goes, you did. You told him right, yeah, at the, right out the gate. <laughs> yeah, right out the gate. I was straight up with him and I was like, but I do understand that I'm watching a TV show. You're out there for six weeks and I'm seeing an hour of footage of you out there. So I don't know who you are. I just know what they're giving us. Yeah. And once I got to talk to him and I think that's what people don't understand is you can not like somebody on TV and still like the person. Exactly. You know what I mean? That part. And you don't have to agree about everything. And dude, the conversations we have with this guy, he is, like I said, an amazing guy. Yeah. And sharp as a tag. Yeah. And it is a disservice that they don't have him back on and car, in my opinion. Yeah. No matter what, how you feel about them on there. I'm really glad you said that because even when I say like, oh, I hate somebody or dislike this person. I understand I dislike the show version of them. We all yeah, know that this absolutely. is a heightened, intense version of them. I'm willing, to some degree, I'm willing to say that, like, most of these people are fairly just decent, regular people, especially when you just sit there and talk to them. And and But a lot of them are savvy, way savvier than they were back in the day. Mm-hmm. They know they have to get a storyline. They know that they have to do what they can to make sure they appear on TV. Mm-hmm. And they know what they're doing. And it's okay to separate the two. You on the show, it's probably not you in real life, which was like Tori's whole defense of Jordan during the World of Worlds. Mm-hmm. It's like Jordan isn't like this at home. It, right. You know, and it has to come out. And I can accept that. So when I say like, oh, I hate this person, whatever, doesn't mean I really hate you if I see you in the street, I'm going to spit on your shoes or anything like that. No. It's like, this right. is a TV version of you. Yeah. If I ever saw you in real life, I know that that's not what time it is. I do feel like that can sometimes get lost amongst the fandom, who I love. I love you guys. I really do. I love you guys. 
But some of y'all are problematic as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's toxic. Bro. It's toxic. Let's it be really, honest. It really is. Yeah. And yeah. you got to navigate it carefully. But for the most part, it can be toxic. But at the same time, I've seen from the challenge community a lot of love, a lot of support, uh, uh, you know, a, a lot of dialogue and camaraderie. And those are the best parts. You got to take the yeah. messy parts with it, too. But the challenge fandom is just something that I don't think a lot of other communities have. I 100% I agree. agree. I've seen people straight up get into arguments where people are getting blocked. If they were in person, it probably would turn into a fist fight. Yeah. Um, but I've seen those same people turn around and find out that Anastasia is having a hard time and with a medical condition and, and, donate, and donate all the money they can to make sure that yeah. she met the goal for the medical bill she had. Yeah. You know, that Incredible. when Tony's wife got hurt down in Louisiana during that storm and yes. she needed surgery and all the money that people donated. I mean, it is it is a very unique fandom that is very much yin and yang. It has its toxicity, but it has its love too. Yes. And it's you get both of, the best of both worlds, in my opinion. Why we're probably more grateful for the show than than we should be because it gives us the ability <laughs> to sit here and have these conversations right here. You exactly. know what I mean? One hundred percent. Plus, it's fun. It's fun to to talk shit about stuff you know about. Yes, exactly. exactly. Dude, it's a, I really started using this because it was, it kept me busy when football wasn't on and now it's taking over more (laughs) than football. You know what I mean? (laughs) What I was going to say about the challenge, I think the thing that makes the challenge so different is you see the same people from season to season, unlike big brother and survivor. So on the challenge, you literally see people's growth. Oh, 100%. Other people, so you don't see that. Nobody, nobody was doing that. Like, like, uh, nobody was doing that for a long time. Seeing the same people come back and forth. These are the people we live with. It's one of the reasons why I went really all in on the challenge USA. I get that the challenge has to grow. You got to keep bringing new people mm-hmm. in. And I get the feeling of like, yo, something precious to us is being taken away or is being invaded in by people who don't belong here. But I understand this need to grow. If we're going to have this for 30 more seasons. We're going to have to bring in new people. CT, bananas, it can only go for so long. Cyrus exactly. can only go for so long. We got to have new people. But, and, and I really embraced the Challenge USA when it came out. And I'm, and the Challenge USA really made me regret that shit 100%. I would fucking say, fucking hated this season. What, there was, there was 12 episodes? I loved, fucking 11. absolutely loved 11, 11 of them. The 12th one. It, they might as well have signed divorce papers. You know what I mean? Listen, the final decide, which was a fucking mess. But as challenge fans, we've dealt with this messiness before. Yeah. Uh, I don't like it because it calls into question some of the legitimacy of shit. I don't like it when somebody wins and then people get to question the legitimacy of it. You can't, I, I don't know why they haven't picked up that you can't do that. I I have a lot of gripes when it comes to the Challenge USA because... You know, I bit the bullet. I was all in for it, and they made some big mistakes. Let's talk about it. One of the biggest mistakes is how they set up the house. Yes. They put everybody in the big room and put them in bunks. You yep. stupid fucks. If then, if these are, some of these people are younger. We need to get some fighting, and we need to get some fucking. Put them in separate rooms. Get, nobody, nobody was having sex like that. No. And you nobody. can't do that because they're all in one big room. I get it. Sometimes you got to stack the rooms like in... um. War of the Worlds, yeah. but you got to put people in separate rooms. It builds a dynamic to the game where people in the room stick together or they don't, and that's going to lead to problems, but also it leads to relationships and stuff like that. 
had to do the rooms. Plus, I also think that some of the personalities they had wasn't exactly a great fit. Like, as great as somebody like Tyson is, the fucking bitching he moaning he did afterwards, all he did was call into question a whole bunch of the finish. Nobody really questions Danny, but it really makes Sarah's finish kind of suspect. When it's all said and done, it's like, well, did she even do the puzzle? Or did they just walk her through and let her get the win because there's nobody else left? The challenge producers at any time could have cleared that shit up. Y'all mm-hmm. have video. Clear it up. Clear it up. Put timers. You can't have people questioning the finishes. It's, it, because when people start questioning the legitimacy, it'll kill them. I used to walk, I used to watch some show, like some towing show that used to come on like Spike TV or some shit. Mm-hmm. You know, that would, you know, and I was like, oh yeah, this show is crazy. Love this shit. Then you find out that like, oh, these are all reenactments and it's all kind of bullshit. I was like, totally killed it for me. Same, uh, same channel storage wars and all that shit. Oh yeah. If you got to question the legitimacy, then you got to question your own feelings. It's just a bad taste put in everybody's mouth. You got to make sure that people can't question the wins. That's one of my biggest gripes with the challenge period is why do we not get timers on dailies where we can see the time? Like, I know you want to build suspense. Well, then edit the fucking order that they go in and make the last person the winner. However, you want to fucking set it up. But the fact that they don't set timers on any of this also takes away the legitimacy. And they're pulling for that fifth sport. And without having policies and procedures and rules and guidelines that you follow, you will never be a fifth sport. You will be 100% agree. A, a competitive TV show that uh, really a, a competitive game show. That's really what it comes down to then. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And, you know, I love this fit sport idea. I think it's great. But you guys, you can't have people questioning the wins. You can't have people questioning the legitimacy. Like, you know, the thing with Ben and, you know, he was having a hard time because the anniversary of his buddy's death. And yeah. then he gets the win beautiful story and, I, and like i'm not into all that kind of shit but I, I even even i the the old cynic new yorker that i am was like <laughs> you know what this is a really cool moment or whatever and then leo was just like yeah that set that shit up for him to win like the time was all off and there's just and you know how how is that supposed to make me feel if i'm actually mm-hmm. showing some emotion towards these events or what you're putting up to don't have right. people question it just make it legit and you don't want people questioning the legitimacy of your shit Yep. Because what is it? Is this professional wrestling or is this people really competing? Really competing? Mm-hmm. And nothing right. wrong with professional wrestling. Fucking no, love no, it. No, no, no. No, Not exactly. Punk, but love love it overall. But don't have people question it. And if it is questioned, clear it up. I love how the NBAs handle bad ref calls. They say, hey, we reviewed it. Looks like the ref was wrong. You know, we're sorry, da 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 da. And right. that's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People make mistakes, but pretending like it didn't happen or just ignoring yes. it, I don't think is the right call. Yeah. I, it's the ignoring it part. Yeah. It's the it. silence, you know, and fuck, we could do a whole episode on shit. We think the challenge Big facts. We, well, <laughs> we did that I mean? whole conspiracy episode and it was like two and a half hours long. I'm talking just <laughs> shit that they do wrong. Like, no, ooh, for sure. Ooh, There's a lot of shit they do wrong. Ninja. Yeah, oh my so God. I didn't see the I didn't see the challenge um documentary part on that. I only seen a couple of bits I was on Twitter mm-hmm. and it does seem like they may have gotten it wrong. I didn't see it yet, so I don't have a full thought out opinion on it because from what I seen on TV, it looks like Ninja should have got it and you know, footage is coming out that they may have been wrong. And it looks like TJ may have been a little bit assertive. Yeah. Well and, the, but, go ahead. I was gonna say the thing. 
Okay, so I argued Laurel's defense for so long on this because of this whole fifth sport thing, right? If you watch sports, you know, after the horn or whistle blows, it's over. Nothing that happens after that is relevant. Right. And so I argued this forever until I was blue in the face, but people said, oh, no, they offered them a reset and Laurel didn't want it. And then I heard that and I was like, okay, well, then screw her. That's on her if she didn't want to restart it. But then the documentary showed Laurel literally begging for a reset. And TJ mm. was like, nope, you lost. I got it wrong. Get, Get out of here. Get out of yeah. here. Get the yeah. fuck out of here. Yeah, I was like, that was weird for TJ. But you know what? That's also kind of okay. The only, and I did, I have, I, I'm only maybe about three episodes in, maybe three and a half. Same. To the challenge documentary. I love the behind the scenes and the unseen stuff that we see. Love mm-hmm. it. Love it at all. I said this on Twitter. Who needs six episodes of the challenge producers trying to suck their own dick? Yeah, I'm, it's I'm like, can, can I? Chris yeah, you oh, can say that. You can yeah, say whatever fine. the fuck you okay. want, bro. Yeah, you're good. If you're okay with it, say what you want. Yeah. I've, we will eventually. Pussy get hole. Yeah, you can say that. Dude, okay. One of my favorite. One of my favorites is suck my dick from the back. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so but it's, the thing about the Laurel Ninja on the documentary, that thing is production said this was one of the most controversial eliminations, but none of the production said we shit the bed. Com- Yes. I would respect it that so much if they would have just said that. Because that's real. We fuck up. We get it if you fuck up. Accountability yeah. is key. Yeah. Accountability. I love that. I love that. Hey everyone, welcome to the Challenge Fandom Podcast. We're doing another episode of Trash Talk Roundtable with our very, very special guest, Malik with LWC Love, War, and Challenge Podcast. And then we've got myself, Ricky Hayes, my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes, Corey Viator, and Tony Stats and Info Lance. Uh, today, we're going to be breaking down Challenge 38, Rider Dies cast. We'll give you some predictions. Um, and then... After that, we'll get into a real brief recap of the previous episode of Survivor. Um, we're going to have all this information timestamped, so if you want to jump ahead, go ahead and do it. Um, but without further ado, guys, let's get yeah. into this. What do you say? I am yeah. ready. I am ready for I, this. I, I'll say I guess I'm not the Raging Cajun today, but it's okay. We'll move on. <laughs> I fucked up. I was about to say it, and then it, like I felt the stumble coming. I'm like, nope, we're getting through this. <laughs> it's a one take. It's a one take today. <laughs> But we do have Corey, the Raging Cajun Viator. There we go. Hey. hey. Look, I'm the only one without a funky middle name. I don't have one either. You got my beautiful wife. Okay, Walmart. So, <laughs> you're blessed. Yeah. Well, I would like to point out that you're the one that makes the nicknames. Therefore, know, right? it's your own fault. <laughs> Just like Killa Cam didn't give herself a nickname, I cannot give myself one. Fair, I guess. <laughs> All things challenge related tonight. Speaking of... This season, ride or dies. I'm going to say this off top. Half these motherfuckers are not ride or dies. Oh, my God. Uh, Correct. They're not ride or dies. What is happening here? Who isn't a ride or die? Bananas and Nani. Like, no, they have a long (laughs) history together. Jordan and Anissa. Listen, I say in the shell. Listen. I don't know who wins this season. For somehow, I remained unspoiled. I'm on Challenge Twitter, so I've accepted that the season's winner is going to get spoiled for me. I somehow <laughs> have dodged it. 
Yeah. Even being friends with Gamer Vev, I don't know how this has happened, but I've accepted <laughs> it. I will accept the good things that happen to me. Right. <laughs> so I don't know who exactly wins this one, but please tell me who's not a writer. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Before this season even started, and I found out that Jordan and Anissa are going to be teamed together, I said, I fucking hate Jordan Guts. But if he takes Anissa to get a win, he will be, crazy he that be a challenge legend. From the, I would never slander his name again. Uh, right? <laughs> never slander his name again. That she, would be the greatest feat in challenge history ever. Yeah. Cora Maria, fuck out of here. Right. Johnny Banana Seven wins, fuck out of here. You right. take Anissa and win, you're right. the greatest. CT, who? No, you didn't take Anissa <laughs> to a win. So I've got bananas and CT as like one A, one B, just depending on the mood that day. And Jordan's right. number three. If he, if him and Anissa win this shit, oh, he's <sighs> one, and they're two A and B. Right? It's yeah, easy, <laughs> right there. Easy. You thought Landon taking um Carly, uh, Carly, yeah, which was also very fucking impressive. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I love Anissa, yeah. love her, love her, love her. I just don't think she's destined to win one of these things. She's right. a legend in her own right, but she's like Charles, own Bar- right. Charles Barkley. I was going to say Dan Marino. That's how go. I view. Yeah. That's how I view her. You're yeah. great. You don't. You didn't get the win, but you're also great. Love Anissa. Right. Right. She. I would respect anyone that put her on the Mount Rushmore every day. I. I can I, respect that because I can to respect me, that. You don't have to have yeah. a bunch of championships to be on Mount Rushmore. You can't be in the goat conversation. But you can't be in the but Mount you, Rushmore. You don't yeah. want to see her in an elimination. No, no. Care who you no, are. No, you no, don't no, want to see no. her. She, in there. She's a problem any day of the week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, with that being said, uh, with these not all being, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say really quick before we move on to the teams, a bigger problem that I'm having aside from some of these teams not actually being ride oh, or dies God, yeah. is their catchphrase for the season so far for the promotion of the season where they're like, for the first time ever, yeah. they get to choose their own partners. And I'm like, okay, so we're just going to pretend like bloodlines Blood, didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. just going to pretend that that was. Yeah. Or double All agents right. at the very beginning cool. when they're like, pick your partners. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so happen, weird. Dude. Or at We're the looking same. in the past. Look. <laughs> you, you know what it is? I don't think Bunham and Murray and the challenge producers, I think they think for the most part, we're fucking idiots. I really, right? I mean, they're not always wrong. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I, really, <laughs> I wish, and, and I got a lot of love from them. They gave us a challenge. Love you for that. But yeah. I, but listen to your fans sometimes. Sometimes we're right on the money. Oh yeah, yes. we are sometimes. Some of us are problematic as fuck. But <laughs> maybe, maybe we know what we want. And this yeah. is like, we know what's best for you. You're gonna take whatever we give to you. Yeah. Look, I'm going to give them the slide on saying for the first time ever, because they also just did All Stars 3, where it's like nothing but finalists. And it's like, well, Nia's never been to the fucking finals. So how accurate is nothing that Nothing but statement? finalist qualifiers, as we were saying before. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know what, though? I'm not tripping too much off of that one. She she was there about yeah. to go. But, uh, you know, that one, you, you can kind of let slide. Yeah. Yeah. She she technically qualified for and the final. She would have dog Nani. Yeah, exactly. The problem I have with this ride or die is the handful of teams that are vet bet. And the yeah. rest are just vets and nobody that's ever been on the show before. Or any show. Well, some yeah. of them. Also speaking, I know this because of challenge Twitter. 
um, Emmy and Nam didn't know each other before filming. Wow. Yeah, but they were ride or dies in spirit. Yeah. Yes. Hive mind. <laughs> they, they knew. They knew going in when they met each other for the first time that they that would they at some point maybe possibly be ride or dies. Yes. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> if someone pulled a gun on Nam at the gas station and she was there, she would say, hey, don't do that. <laughs> Well, I mean, look, I'm going to be honest. I heard that there was a couple people that Nam tried to go on there with, and they basically said no. And they're like, if you want to come on, you have to come on with this person. Mm, so that's interesting. So here's the thing. If you're looking at like the like the wiki page for it, mm-hmm. I only see one ride or die pair here, and that's Fessy and Mariah. And do you know why? Because Fessy says Big Brother 20. And you know what Mariah says? Fessy's friend. <laughs> that's facts that's facts what about, right what about amber and chauncey no they're real rider they're for real yeah and, yeah. and tori and devin tori and devin i think are super and, close and right? let me say this too give amber her fucking flowers man yeah i fucking love amber and i don't like the way that she's been treated no by by the cast necessarily mm-hmm. and i don't like the way she's been treated by some of the fans yeah, absolutely. Man, she's a champ. Get, come on, cut, cut up some ba- fucking slack. Bamber is a badass. Yeah, that's Hell big yeah. facts. I, but go ahead, Corey. Was, I'm sorry. I was gonna say I won't give Amber her flowers if Chauncey's there. I'm gonna just wait till he leaves. Why's that? <laughs> because he's a big dude. <laughs> she won before Chauncey. I'm just saying. I'm just gonna wait till Chauncey leaves, and yeah. then I'll give her some flowers. Yeah, he's also writer dies. Chauncey says Amber's boyfriend. So yeah. like that is also fine. Yeah, yeah, that's official. No, um, here's my thing with, and I will not let the Bamber thing die. Never. She's forever. No, hell no. She will She's forever Bamber. be Bamber. Yeah. yeah, and and that's and with that being said, the fact that she came in on her rookie fucking year and won it, and I'm gonna be honest, I feel like if she was partnered with Fessy, it would have been a lot closer race. If she was partnered with Leroy, Leroy might have got his first win. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest because. Fucking love Leroy. She was the fastest fucking one out there. Yeah, fastest person. Yeah. Not even just the fastest girl, but she was like she was miles ahead of everybody. Out. And that's the thing. She's one of those women. Like she might not be built for an elimination or certain dailies, but she's built for that final. She just needs somebody who who's good with numbers and can keep the numbers in order. Yeah. That's it, you right know? there. AKA CT. She gets to another <laughs> final, or she wins another one. Fuck, she's on Mount Rushmore quick. Her and Dom should do a final together. He's all numbers. Right. <laughs> he's not Sudoku numbers. So. I'm not a dumb fan. I will say the only thing about Amber, the only gripe I have with very petty is her elimination last season with uh, Jeremiah, where she took a breakout to give him a kiss. It made me very uncomfortable. That was weird. Like yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> I'm going to hold it against her. Just, <laughs> not a fan of PDA, huh? No, it's just so awkward. At the I don't time. care not about that. Not in the middle that. of an elimination. Yeah, it was yeah, just the fact that they kiss. stopped the elimination for that. I was like, what the fuck? I mean, but, but speaking of kiss. awesome women, <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited to see what Narice can do. Yeah, I'm a big okay. fan of her personality. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I didn't see her. I, I think she was on like, are you the one? But I never seen it. Uh, I actually got into her on like Twitter and TikTok. So a big fan of her there. And uh, even though, you know, I'm a big Carver guy, I'm never not excited to see Laurel. She yeah. is just a good. Pr- yeah, her presence changes the dynamic of a game. Not always for the best, but sometimes any change, any cage rattling is mm-hmm. going to be a good thing. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I agree. One of the thing that one of the things that got me hyped about this season, because like I saw the cast three months ago and I knew what it was. Yeah. Um, and I was like, eh, okay, okay, okay. And then they put out the preview. I was like, all right, this is good. And then they put out this latest trailer and it's Chance or not Chance, I'm sorry, Turbo and fucking Laurel. Mm. And you know, and they say in the description, Laurel and Turbo get off on the wrong foot, and Turbo's sitting there like, "I'll see you all one by one in elimination." And that got me hyped because I want to see what the fuck Laurel's going to say to his ass. Yeah. And secondly, I'm just going to put this out there. I know there's a lot of Turbo fans out there, but that motherfucker doesn't want to see anybody in elimination because he's never been to a fucking elimination. Correct. You know. Correct. But I would, I would say I'm very excited to see what he can do. I am too. Game. Won mm-hmm. the fuck out of a final. I I think he's one of those guys. There's some people you really don't want in the final. It used to be Darrell, but, you know, Darrell mm-hmm. has age. But when people like CT, Jordan, or Bananas is in the final, start playing for second or third place. Yeah. If yeah. they're in the final, you're not fucking winning. You have yeah. a better chance taking them in an elimination than you do in a final. Yeah. Exactly. Now, Turbo may... Be in that category, but his body of work isn't big enough to really put him there. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. that's true. Speaking of Laurel, I liked on the documentary that producer that said, well, when we're doing a season and I see Laurel's available, yeah. I get excited. Yeah, I like that part. Absolutely. Yeah. So, She's a four. All right, let's go in order on this. Yeah. And let's start with the first team. I'm just going to go in the order that the challenge wiki has it. And first team, we've already kind of talked about a little bit, which is uh amber b bamber and her boyfriend chauncey as rider dies yeah obviously amber's previous experience is big brother 20 challenge big brother 16 uh yeah big brother 16 sorry <laughs> fuck i'm off tonight uh and then we had her on uh challenge 36 and then as a replacement in 37 obviously right. won the championship what, which is weird like why is never mind i'm not even gonna get that's it. a whole nother tangent no get yep. into it yeah just say it why why is the female returning champion a fucking alternate on the very next season that's what i don't Big get. Facts. i don't get it just like jenny big facts yeah, yeah. casey ridiculous. broke the trend like yeah. casey being on this season broke like a three-season trend of the female winner being the alternate next season well that's yep. because casey's boring duh well, let's That's be honest, Jenny West yeah. is kind of boring, but I'd still pay to watch her every fucking season. Fuck yeah. Just make her do I a love, hall brawl or something. I really shit. like Jenny. I, I love, love Jenny. Well, it's just, are you going to decide to be competition or drama? Like, they can't make up their mind. Are we going to get mm. people for competition? Yeah, are we going to get I, people for drama? I like Casey. I really do. I do. So but I do think, listen, if everybody's saying she's boring, not not everybody, not 100%, but you got a significant portion who thinks she's just kind of boring, but a great competitor. Right. But I think that that still brings something to the challenge. You got to yeah. have some people who's going to be straight here for competition, some people who's here for a vacation. This mix is what makes it great. Yep. Now, yeah. is she boring? Yes. And I'm very happy for her and Nani. But I can't pretend to give a fuck less about their relationship. I get it. I get it. They're together. They love each other. Want to start a family. Good for you. I don't care. Right. Here, here's my thing is, look, we all commend CT on his ability to be a wallflower until he wins a daily or two in a season. And yeah. the elder to a statesman final. role. Yeah. Yeah. But not everybody can play that. Otherwise, we don't have a TV show. Exactly. You know what I mean? We need yeah. some of that mix. And that's my... My thing on on Casey going back to Amber and Chauncey, they're low key my sleeper team because yeah. when I yeah. look down these teams, nobody's really jumping off the pages. This is the team to beat. 
And yeah. so well, this and is Chauncey, one of those. Chauncey's like, he's a badass. Like he's a, he's a trainer and all of that kind of stuff. And he really takes care of his body. He, you know, trains year round. Like I'm really excited to see what he can do in like a competition yeah. like this. Yeah. I, I sure. hate to say this. I think they're going to be an early target. Oh yeah. I, oh yeah. For I, I sure. Think, yeah. The boys, you know, and, and I don't know too much about Chauncey, but Chauncey sa- sounds like he's built like a shit brick house. Yes. So a lot of guys aren't going to want to go against him. Yep. Amber has already rubbed a lot of girls the wrong way for the simple fact of being pretty and a champion. Yeah. So they're going to want to get her out as soon as possible, and Chauncey's going to have to pay the price for that. I think uh, I'd be surprised if they last four episodes. Yeah. 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 Well, it's it's not just physical, right? It's politics, which i get a little ahead is I think Jay and Michelle are good competitors, but Jay is shit at politics. Yeah. yeah. And Michelle Even was he's like for a short shit. time. Yeah. But Michelle was there for a short time, but politics, I think good luck to them. Mm. Jay's Jay's good with strategy, but the problem is, is he's been in really shit situations like total madness. He didn't have a chance to do anything because he was just in elimination every week till he went home. Right. And then with Teresa, uh, with Teresa, I mean, like, Again, he didn't get a chance because he had to play Teresa's game from the jump rather than playing his game. And now we haven't seen fucked. him since. Yeah, right. and if you have to play yeah, Teresa's no. game, you're already yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, Teresa <laughs> should have politics too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, all right, so the next uh, people on the list, and honestly, if I was writing this list, I probably would have moved them down. But let's go ahead and hop into it. Um, is four-time champ Darrell and three-time champ Veronica. Now, this is a pairing to me that makes sense as Ryder dies yes. because of all yep. the seasons they've done and constantly being allies. I don't ever remember a time that Darrell specifically targeted Veronica or vice versa. Right. So yes. this one makes sense to me. It does make sense. And this would be one of the most feared teams 10 years ago. Yes, yep. exactly. Yeah. I, and, and I'm not a huge Veronica fan no. um, without denying what she has brought to the challenge and what she's been able to do. She's won three championships. I don't give a fuck if they were in 2000 and 2002. They're still championships. They were hard then. Shut the fuck up. She's got them. Uh, and I respect that. And Darrell, as much of a beast as he is, he's got some age on him. He, yeah. He can't move quite as fast as he used to, even though he can probably fuck anybody up on any given day, depending on what it is. Right. Um, but, I would pay money to watch Darrell and Turbo have a fight. Oh, yeah. I would pay paper money. How much and where? Yeah. How much and where? Well, Darrell can box, Turbo's MMA. So it depends what your rules are, Rick. Well, I saw that Darrell is also a blue belt in jujitsu. Ooh, there you go. So, Ooh, I started jujitsu this year, too. That shit's oh, no joke. So, yeah. it's, get, it's not as hard. Yeah, you get it's hard. sore in muscles you never knew you fucking had. I yeah. wrestled for seven years. And it's like, hey, oh, you wrestled for seven years? Who gives a fuck? Give me your wrist. See, <laughs> <laughs> the thing I have with Darrell, I mean, it's not even about the Darrell and Veronica pairing. The thing I have about Veronica is, you know, you mentioned Darrell earlier on your Mount Rushmore. You put Veronica too, but you're unlike most people. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, why is Darrell's early championships count? And they're valid, but Veronica's do not count as much. Oh god! You know what? That is such a great fucking question. Here and here you go. One, they do. They're the same. They both won theirs early. Uh, granted, I would probably say Darrell probably looked a little bit better, was a little bit dominant, and the four in a row 
is fucking nice. The Buffalo Bills cannot relate. And so <laughs> <laughs> that that is super awesome. But the real question of why Veronica's earlier championships aren't respected like, you know, the Miz's or Darrell's, we all know the answer. We know what the answer is. She's a woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. Yeah. We know why. Look. We know why. All right. So you want my really unpopular hot take? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is really unpopular. Super and unpopular. And I'm going to prefit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this forward beforehand and say, I really liked Darrell. He is actually one of my favorite competitors. And I still think he is a beast when it comes to eliminations. And he proved an invasion by pole wrestle and killing Zach in that. Oh, yeah. And destroying bananas, bananas and fucking balls, balls in. in. Oh, and keeping him. up with CT in that knots game. Like, that not was so cool. fast. That was one of the best eliminations ever. Oh, yeah. Ever. Fast. Ever. Yeah. But with that being said, if I were doing a ranking, I don't know if I put Darrell even in my top three. I might not even put him in my top four. Um, mm-hmm. I think that his wins are highly overrated because all of them, even though back to back to back came as large team wins other than fresh meat. And I will give him fresh meat as an impressive win, but they are all pre Apple iPhones and be Barack Obama being our president. What? Yeah. If you didn't have the fresh meat win, you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even be in talks, honestly. And, and to me, it's, Veronica being a woman is a big part of hers not counting as much. It is very much so. But I also think people do have a tendency, especially, and I'll I'll put myself in the situation because I'm more of a newer fan than an older fan. I watched it back in the day, but I wasn't into it like I'm into it now. Mm -hmm. I think people look down on team wins more than individual or partner wins. I know I definitely do. Like, that's my issue. with Especially the older seasons. Um, It may not have seemed as hard. And to some degree, they may be right, but we also got to respect it for what it was. Absolutely. At that time, this was some crazy shit that was going on. I remember watching the gauntlet, like, they're going to hang upside down over a pool? What? Right. The challenge has evolved. You know, if you take the same challenges and eliminations they do now and put them back then, we probably have a lot of different shit, you know, a lot of different results going on. Just respect them for the time. You know, yeah. Was the 1964 Celtics hold up against, you know, the 2012 Lakers? Probably not. But back then, it was a thing. Yeah. So try to go back to the time and respect it for the time because what they were given is what they accomplished and what they beat. Let them have it. And yeah, you're right. The whole Veronica shit, that's some bullshit. We all know why people say, we all know why people feel the way they do. But team wins, that's just how it was back then. Yeah. It's all it's also like this is the I think this is the major reason the challenge is like the fifth sport. It's what have you done for me lately? Right. And Darrell is still competitive. Veronica not so much, but it's just like, yes, she won it back then. She beat everyone right. else. But considering there. his age, he's probably right where he should be. Yeah. Still it, competitive, not as big of a threat as he used to be, but don't underestimate him. Here's my thing in a physical elimination. When I say physical, I don't mean running with a rope tied behind your back against a 26 year old. I mean, you know, a pole wrestle, a balls in a hall brawl, uh, anything like that. I think Darrell is one of the most feared competitors. It's like going in there against Wes or CT or Jordan. You it's a flip of a coin. You might get lucky, but more than likely you're not going to. 
100%. You know, so. we'll see. And this is why, like, and you and I have talked about this before, but this is why I always say, like, when, especially when it comes to like the fandom and stuff, when you're talking about like a Mount Rushmore or especially like a goat, like the greatest of all time or whatever, like, there are different eras of the challenge. And I think that you have to kind of break it down and look at it that way. So, like, I have like an er- a Mount Rushmore for like the earlier seasons of the challenge and like the pioneers of the challenge. And then I have a more modern day Mount Rushmore as well to recognize the people who are excelling in today's formats, but still, you know, like you said, respecting and appreciating what they went through when it was what it used to be. And, you know, so I think it's important for people to keep that in mind, too, like you said, you know, that it's we're not here without being where we were. So you have to like take a minute to stop and respect that. I think that's a lovely way to put it. Yeah. And and that's why I've said this to you. And I, I think I mentioned it to Tony as well, that I think a Mount Rushmore question to someone is very much more telling about their fandom yeah. than asking them who the goat is. Right. Because Devin's on mine. Yeah. Because yeah. on a Mount Rushmore, you get the idea <laughs> of who do they hold value with? Right. Well, Instead of who has the most wins and is the best overall. I almost feel guilty for not putting Jordan on my Mount Rushmore. I know it's because how I feel about him. Mm-hmm. The, and I would never, never feel bad about anybody who, like, hey, Jordan's on my Mount Rushmore. I was like, I can see why. Right. And not see. on mine, but I would never argue against your point. I like the Danny interview because Danny did the Challenge USA only. So his Mount Rushmore was from a fan basis, right? Right. From mm-hmm. the way we all see it. And it was just so different from all the other interviews y'all did of people that were in this house, in the houses with these people, lived right. with yeah. these people. And it was just, a, it was interesting because it was just like, okay, he sees it more how we see it and what we, the edit gives us. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and this I didn't is, catch that one. Who was on Danny's Mount Rushmore? We, we actually haven't released that episode yet. It'll be coming out on the 17th, I think it is. Oh, I will be listening to that one. Yeah, the 17th. Yeah. So not this coming this Monday, but next Monday. Yeah. Um, but- I like Danny. I loved him on Survivor and I was so pumped when he was on Challenge USA. I mean, how do you get so fucking likable? I'm a a Shirley New Yorker. I hate everybody. I was like, (laughs) I fucking really like this guy. Bro, he is so personable. And look, this is is one thing I've noticed about every challenger that I've ever talked to that we've ever interviewed is they're all so fucking charismatic and they're great storytellers. They were picked for a reason. Exactly. Exactly. And here, and this will probably make you dislike me a little bit as far as in the (laughs) fandom, but I have Kara on my Mount Rushmore, Mm -hmm. but I don't have her in my goat conversation. I have her a little bit lower on that goat conversation. (laughs) Look at that look on his face. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. You motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but I would tell Kara that too. I'd be straightforward. I, I I won't pull punches. It was very hard for me with Danny. Like it was so hard for me. I mean, not challenge related in any way that he went to LSU. So I support him in that nature. Mm-hmm. And then he went to play for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. And it just it just hurt me too much. Yeah. And then he was wearing all Cowboys gear for the interview. And I he was like, this he is just an opportunity. Got off work. Yeah, I was like, this is an opportunity for us. I can't say nothing about it, but man, it's making me sick. Yeah, definitely I definitely hate him now. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know, it, it kind of getting back to it, that's why I think Mount Rushmore is more important because I don't think Kara is in that argument, but I think Kara is so pivotal to the challenge world. Yes. And she is a really great competitor. 
And even though she might not be in my go conversation, she might be the first one on my Mount Rushmore. And she wasn't on the documentary barely yeah, at all. So that much was, yeah, shit. was crap. You know, and that was a problem with the that I had with the challenge documentary. And it's not always done badly, but you always got to look at it with a side eye when the subject of the documentary is the one making the documentary. Uh, yeah, not, Your omissions yeah. have spoken more loudly than your content. And that's yeah. always a bad thing. Because at this point, especially dealing with Kara, like, what the fuck happened behind the scenes where she is such a fucking pariah? Yeah. Like, what's going on? It, it raises too many questions. And it's, come on, the the fan support and outpouring for her to come back. You, we know you see it. Yeah. So what oh, is going on? It raises too many questions. I agree. So, all right, getting back to this cast, though, I agree 100% with you, Malik, is that <laughs> 10 years ago, Tyson, or uh, I'm sorry, Tyson fucking Darrell yeah. and Veronica would murder everybody oh, else yeah. out here. It wouldn't even everybody. be fucking close. You know what I mean? But with that being said, it's 2022, not 2012. Right. And so <laughs> I don't see them getting too far, in my personal opinion. I don't see them being a target right away, though. No, I don't. Mm-hmm. I see them staying around for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that pairs are going to make it a while. Yeah. Yeah. I see them sticking around and somebody's going to be like, well, but there's like seven of us left. What the fuck are they still doing here? Let's get the fuck about Yeah, we got to get Darrell yeah. the fuck out of oh, here. Especially <laughs> if there is some type of skull twist, they're oh, going to yeah. look at them and be like, I want them. Yep. Just like how CT was like, give me the goof. Yep, exactly. <laughs> um. So the next team, I look, people feel a certain type of way about I these people. I don't give people. a fuck what people think. I know people Karina can loves all they want. I will ride till the fucking. I will die. This is Karina's ride or die. I will die on this fucking hill. Yes, I'll be there with my you. ride or die. So it's it's Tev, it's Devin Walker and Tori Deal. Dave um, and Dave. Dave and Dave and a duck. But here's my thing: they they've had a very interesting evolution in their relationship, yeah, going from have. fucking enemies to uh, going from crushes to enemies. Yeah, yeah, you're to, right. You, like crazy. Crazy. I think that this is not a team. Underestimating this team will probably be fucking suicide. Yeah. I don't think Devin is as smart as he thinks he is, but I think he's a lot smarter than what the people who hate him think he is. Yeah. He's sharp as a fucking tack. He knows what he's here for. Mm -hmm. He is so fucking self-aware, it's almost sickening. Yeah. And Tori, even though she's not exactly a fan favorite, we all know that she is more than capable. Yeah. If anybody sleeps on them, they will fuck something up. Yeah. They're not to be slept on. I they agree. are built for a final. That's the probably the most built final team. Devin didn't do so great in the last final he was in, but if you think that he hasn't learned from that or prepared for that this time around, Dude, you yeah. would be fuck yeah. you would be fucking stupid. Yeah. I, Devin is one of those people I hated and I'm glad about his projection uh how he is now and, and his mm-hmm. evolution. Mm-hmm. I I will watch out for this team, but do they win? Probably not. Here's my thing is if Tori was paired up with damn near any other guy on here, I would say they are a shoe in to win because I don't see another woman on this list, including Laurel that I would say, Oh, they're beating Tori. No questions asked. Mm, I don't know about that. I don't give a fuck. What I saw Tori do to Amanda, what I've seen Tori do in these last couple of years. It's Amanda. It's not like that. I don't give a fuck. Danny West. No, I, I feel you on this one. She is one of the most dominant women out there outside of maybe Cam in these last few years. She trucks to Jenny like it was but, nothing. 
But check this out. A lot of people who don't like Tori and a lot of people who would get in her way are not here this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. There's, uh, and I hate to say this because the Challenge USA had the same problem and a lot of previous seasons of the Challenge had the same problem. The woman's side isn't as stacked as the male side. No. She never. will, I mean, outside of like a Laurel, Amber may give her a problem depending on what it is. Yeah. Who's Who's fucking with her? Maybe Casey. Casey. Yeah. yeah Maybe, it. depending on what it is. Yeah, those are the only three I really... I don't know anything about a lot of these, you know. She makes a final. And you know what? And she oh, drags Tori? Devin's yeah. ass in there. Tori drags Devin to a final. Second place finish, maybe. I, I think it depends on who they go against. If they end up getting in there against, let's say, Bananas and Nani, second place. <laughs> yeah. No, no. If, if, bananas, if Bananas and Nani makes the final... They probably win. Yeah, Bananas knows how to run these things, yeah. and that's the thing. I'm still too. Yeah, I still got Tori and Devin, but I, I, I see I, what yeah, you're I, saying. I think Devin <laughs> on in a final. I think Devin easily passes Bananas on puzzles or math or any yeah. of those things. But Devin will endurance. find a way around every checkpoint. Like Devin, Devin has the ability to, and he's sort of like Tyson in this because when a game is explained, you can already see the gears turning to find the way to make it work for them and not necessarily speaking about um, challenge USA, but speaking about survivor, like Tyson always found a way to like do a challenge that made it easier that like found that loophole. And I see Devin the same way of like finding the easiest route to victory uh, based on, based on like analyzing the situation, not necessarily based on goofing around. I hear what you're saying. But bananas in a final. I mean, come on. How many how many finals have yeah. he lost? He can run a final, and Devin didn't have a great, you know, a, a, a great final in the last one. Even though I think he's more than capable, and I think he probably has improved. I just, like I said earlier, if bananas, CT, or Jordan is in a finals, aim for but, second. But how many finals? You talking about bananas? One. That someone was on his team that helped with the puzzle spark. But plenty great at puzzles. But free he agents, beat, free agents, yeah. and he beat CT in a puzzle. Free agents. But that yeah, that was an anomaly. That was a nine times out of ten CT wins, and Bananas won that one time. I'm gonna shut shut all this down. I'm not even that big of a Bananas fan, but I will argue this: you don't go to nine finals and win seven because you're bad at something in the finals. You are well rounded above and beyond almost everybody else. You take out. I don't see him getting there. That is a theme that I can't argue against because if he goes into an elimination, to me, just like CT, just like Jordan, it's a flip of a coin. If you go into a final with him, it is not a flip of a coin. You are going second place. I, I like that you said that. That's really going to depend on the cast. Everybody gave Corey shit for the list, but Corey wasn't wrong. He should have just shut the fuck up about it. Yep. Get these guys the fuck out now before they become a problem. You see yep. Wes, you see CT, you see Bananas. Why are you clicking up with them so you can go to the final so they can fuck you up? Get them the fuck out now. He wasn't wrong. His execution was fucked up, but he's not wrong. Banana CT, Jordan, don't let them get to a fucking final. Yep. With that being said, though, if Tori and Devin end up making this final and Jordan and Bananas aren't in it, I think they're a shoe in to win. I don't see anyone else really beating them here. 
maybe outside of Amber and Chauncey. I, I don't know much about Fessy's partner, but I'm kind of high on Fessy. I think Fessy has one of these on his. Uh, I think he has one coming soon. What if there's an eating portion? Then what? Hopefully he fixed that shit. Or in not being a jerk portion. <laughs> well, they haven't put that in the challenge yet, so I don't think we got to worry about no, that. Then but... nobody would get past that on the challenge. <laughs> so <laughs> Fessy's partner's name is Mariah. I don't really know I don't much know about, her. about her. Yeah, she's on IG. She, you know, she's well built from the look of it. You know what I mean? She's Fessy's friend. She's Fessy's friend. Here's my thing. Fessy's biggest hurdle is Fessy. If he, if he can get through without playing a messy fucking game, he's got a legit chance. And, you know, nobody really wants to see him in a physical elimination either. You know what I mean? Because yeah, he'll he'll injure you and get you DQ'd. That's the only elimination like he's ever had was a physical elimination. He's never had any other elimination besides a mm-hmm. physical elimination. And that's and that is how you get out of legend. You get out of legend by if you're going in and you have power and you see a janky elimination that could go anyway, that's when you throw in the legend. But you also mm-hmm. got to watch out because the legends have been in these situations before. They've seen janky eliminations. So they can adapt. But that's how you get somebody like CT out. What, what's his elimination? You got a pogo stick? Fuck, put him in there. Let's see how he does. Yeah. Except for Jordan. It doesn't work on Jordan, who is just no, fucking doesn't, immune doesn't matter. to janky eliminations. He'll figure it the fuck out. God, I hate that motherfucker. <laughs> so good. Look, the one thing, <laughs> and that's my thing against Fessy, is I think if Fessy ever fill, figures out, because he's got the Paula Dicking down, he, he can do that all day. He's damn near breaking Corey's record, I think. He might have already done it. <laughs> um, but if he could ever figure out the politics and how not to shoot himself in the foot with bad Both moves, and, yeah, he would be a real threat. You know, and if he get the eating portion down, I'll give him that. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't care what people's excuses are. I don't think he's going to get past the eating portion. And he might, he might barrel his way through it, but it's not going to be. It depends. Is it onions and garlic? Because I think he can do that. That was, that was, I hated that so much. I don't even like the eating, eating portions. I I think the challenge does not eat need eating challenge uh uh eating challenges or checkpoints even though i like the way they did it in war of the worlds where it's just more like a breakfast and are you going to get a heavy one that's fine we don't need to see people eating goat nuts like it's not they don't even necessary. do it on survivor anymore like it's it's not necessary what skill is this fuck out of here i hate it so i hate I, it i hated the onions and garlic almost as much as i hated them sleeping on a yacht in all stars 3 like, I fucking hated yeah. that. But that is a whole different tangent. With that being said, <laughs> let's get into that next team. <laughs> now, this next te- team, I, I might be saying his name wrong, but I'm just going to go by how I would have pronounced it without knowing the guy. But I think I'm a Her- part of this. It's Horatio. Horatio and Horatio. Olivia. Yeah. Um, I don't really know anything about him. I know Horatio was on a team on a show called Exation Estados. And then Olivia was on Love Island. Um, so that's well, what my I know love about input? Give love us, Island. yeah, come on. I, I don't know anything about him. Yeah, my I love thought he was a soccer input. player. Horatio is a soccer player's name. <laughs> I don't know anything about you, but you like soccer. <laughs> Olivia, <laughs> Olivia won Love Island, but it was mainly because Josh and Shannon, who was on Challenge USA, had to go home because Josh's sister died. But um, yeah, Olivia. She doesn't have a level of personality, and I think that's not going to translate well to the challenge. She's mm. just kind of off-putting. Okay, uh. okay I, I have a quick question, and please forgive my ignorance. 
How do you win Love Island? <laughs> well, you win Love Island 100% a fan vote at the end, fans vote throughout the show. And then every now and then the, the people on the show get to decide who goes home. But at the end, it's 100% a fan vote. And on her season, everyone was splitting up and changing partners left and right. And Joss and Shannon were together from the beginning. And they were the easy win. Without a doubt, they were going to win. But Joss's sister died like two or three episodes before the finale. So Joss and Shannon left. And then Corey and Olivia won. And I think it was more or less because Corey was a fan favorite more than Olivia was. Gotcha. So no challenges. (laughs) But it's also the same as uh, like like Survivor. I think Survivor Turkey. I know Survivor Romania. The, um, the yeah. audience votes. So you don't get voted out by your, your tribe. You get voted out by the, fans, the, yeah. like the viewers. Well, yeah. well, there is challenges, Malik, but all the challenges end with pick someone to make out with. That's, that's how all the challenges <laughs> are. So is the challenge. Nice. The There's different ways, watching the like, wrong show. Pick someone who to make out with. It's the most <laughs> toxic. I can't uh, put enough emphasis on this. It's the most toxic show. There's no way to find love on this show. It's the worst way I've ever heard of finding love. Oh, really? Yeah. What's the X on the Beach? Uh, I didn't really watch X on the Beach, but this show it's is a like shit show. It's a they do games. They do games where like you're in couples and they're like, "Oh, we'll make out with everybody and see how you feel about that." <laughs> That's awesome. Eighteen year old me would have loved that fucking show. <laughs> yeah, Big you facts. know what I mean. But uh, all right, so this next team is. Depending on the format of the finals, they're bringing five or four teams. This is one of my four teams. Yeah. If they do five, this is still one of my four teams. I, <laughs> this is probably one of the first ones. And this is um, Jack Maddox and Laurel Stuckey. Yes. And now Jack and Laurel met on X on yep. the Mountain, I believe it was X, called. Yeah. X the, on the only Beach one I didn't see. It was, and it had Marlon on it, too. Because yeah. we were talking, Marlon's like, I'm rooting for him because I met Jack and Laurel both on that show. Yeah. So... To me, look, I don't know a lot about Jack. I know he does adult movies um, mm-hmm. from what I've kind of inferred. Um, but With women? No. No. Um, okay. And dudes, but dudes built. He looks like he's about 6'2 and about 220 and got Who, shoulders like a middle linebacker. Yeah. yeah. Whose ex was he? I don't remember. I never I watched no the show. Idea, I'm going to yeah. be 100. You know, that's not my thing. Um, but he's partnered with Laurel. And Plus. Laurel's a fucking goat, depending on how you view it. So it's like, you know, if someone gets par- partnered with Kara, you know, you know, they've got a legit fucking chance regardless. You know what I right. mean? Unless it's Darrell on Fresh Meat, too. Now, I, Laurel is on my Mount Rushmore. Laurel, biggest, her biggest obstacle is politics. She cares it's, more it's about politics. the 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 competitiveness than she does the politicking. Which is fine. But if she could get that politicking shit figured out, she'll win a dozen of these things. Yeah. Who the yeah. fuck she, is gonna I'm a big Cara fan. Who the fuck is gonna see Laura in elimination? It's, yeah, it's I mean I mean, she did she has been beaten before by another person that some people may consider a goat, but I'm not fucking with them like I'm not fucking with Kanye right now. No. But Laurel is, I mean, who's fucking with her? That, yeah. That's why she doesn't have to care about politics. I'll give it to Cara because Cara was a beast in eliminations and she was really good at politicking. But I don't think Laurel cares about it as much because Perfect. it's like you yeah. don't want her in there. 
Like that's Cora her got politics. better at politicking, which has kept her out of eliminations that she so finds herself in so many times, especially during the earlier part of her career. But if Lori was able to find a way to keep herself out of uh, um, eliminations, yeah, Jesus Christ, who's going to see that? She'll win a dozen of these things. Laurel has the same effect on the rest of the cast that CT did back yeah. on round rivals yeah. one. Yeah. It's that intimidation. Nobody wants to fucking see her. And yeah. that's what it boils down to. And if it came down to elimination in here, the only girl I'm really giving a shot against her is Tori or maybe Casey, depending on the elimination. If right. it's a speed base, I'd give it to Casey. But strength wise, I think Tori is right there. I mean, Tori's got bigger fucking traps than I do. Yeah. And I'm going to just put it out there. <laughs> like, she it's something different. But um, the next team, and I know this is the one that Tony's most excited about, is going to be Jay Starrett and Michelle Fitzgerald. Obviously, both of them originally from Survivor. Um, Jay had a hell of a season on Survivor, if you've ever seen it. Michelle is... I think what she holds the record for most days on island and in a show Just without being a, yeah on a TV show without being she, eliminated. Well, she yeah she made it to the final both times. Like she made it to final tribal both times that she played. Um, she won once and then came in second. I, she came in second or third for season forty. Mm-hmm. But the the most impressive thing is season forty is all winners. So she came in second or third against. 20 other people who have played the game and won the game before. Right, right. And her being eliminated on challenge 30, what was that, 37? Six. She, 36. Seven. seven. Yeah, okay, seven. 37, yeah. Um, was the first time she'd ever been eliminated off a TV show. So it was yeah. like some crazy amount of days that she's been on TV without ever being eliminated. So, I mean, she's a badass. I'm, I'm excited to see this team and see how I they think- work together. I don't know how their rider dies. Maybe they're close outside of, like, the TV realm, but like, I've just never ever seen anything about them, like hanging out or like anything. And so I'm just like, all of a sudden their rider dies. It's just weird. Well, that's the thing. They've like, they didn't, they haven't done a survivor season together. They haven't done a challenge season together. So the only thing that I can figure is either that they wanted both of them and they couldn't figure out how to do it. So they paired them together. Yeah. Or once Michelle got cast on season 37, then Jay was like, Hey, I'll do what's it. up <laughs> like and they they may have developed a friendship at that point once they had both been on the challenge. Right. Uh, but that was that was the one where I was like, um, I don't care because it means that both of them are on the show this season. Right. But I don't know how ride or die their ride or die pairing is. Yeah, exactly. I like Jay. I think he's able to make, uh, you know, uh, uh, some friends. Um, Michelle was, you know, decent on a challenge. I don't, I don't think she got uh, as much of a shot as she should have. I don't like their chances in this one. I'd be no. very impressed if they make it halfway through the season. I think Jay's going to be an easier target for some of the bigger guys, even though he's not to be slept on. We've seen that he's able to hold his own in eliminations. Yeah. 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 I mean, if they bring back that one that him and Leroy did, nobody's beating him at that. Leroy is the only guy that's going to beat Jay at that. And that was that was what TJ said is like, nobody is beating Leroy. But if Leroy wasn't here, nobody's beating you. Like that was the one where I think it was like a minute and I think it was a minute and 14 or a minute 24 that it took to actually do the whole thing. 
that's why they had to do so many slow motion shots is because there wasn't any normal speed footage to do because yeah. it would have been over too quick. Talk about learning off of experience. He had that yeah. shit down. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I've done this before. I know what to do. Exactly. And also to answer your question about who uh, Jack Maddox was exes with, it was Adore, Adore. or Adore Delano. Yeah, from yeah, Rue's Drag Race, RuPaul's. Drag it was race. the same. Yeah, it was obviously the one that Marlon and Nicole Z and Laurel were all on. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing Nicole Z back here in her fucking model. I, I, I want her. Nicole Z back. I liked her. Yeah, yeah, I liked her too. She wasn't too bad. I mean, she is. She was funny. I'm sorry she's about a this New movie. Yorker. I love New Yorkers. She yeah. she is like Saquon Barkley. You know what I mean? Like she's <laughs> really fucking good, but you know she's going to get injured at some point. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't do that, man. Bro, we're, having a, we're having a decent season, man. Don't, don't Saquon's do on my fantasy team. I hope he rushes for two thousand yards this year and twenty two touchdowns. So too, if he doesn't blow out a fucking knee or some shit, uh, bro. He he's like Bo Jackson with those fucking thighs, dude. It's insane. But that's a whole other subject. Yeah. But the next team. Look, it, they really don't need an introduction. It's Johnny Bananas and Nani. Yeah. Um, I don't Nani. think they're r- ride or dies. Yeah, Banani. Um, but they do have a lot of history together. Yeah. Um, they were on a season. Uh, Battle of the Exes two partnered together. Um, but you know, you see Bananas partnered with Nani, and you're like, oh, they're fucking bananas. But Nani's made the finals the last two seasons straight. So yeah. maybe Nani- not. Nani is pretty fucking solid. She hasn't bought one home yet. I think, unlike Anissa, she does have yes. one of these in her. Yeah. And I think she'll be fine in the final. I'm really high on Bananas and Nani. It's hard to see them. I think a janky elimination, a janky elimination could take them out. But I'm really high on them. And they know how to play the house. Right. Bananas has yeah. been key at getting the house to vote his way. It's been one of his greatest fucking feats yeah. that he's ever done. Really high on this team. Really excited to see how they do. I think for them, not making a final would be like the worst thing in the world. But if they oh, make yeah. a final, how do these two not win? Yeah. I, my favorite Bananas and Nani moment is it, I'm 99% sure, it's Bloodlines where Nani was like, oh, Bananas got my back. And the boat was going <laughs> towards Nani. And Bananas was like, yep. Sorry, Nani, you're going in, and she was yeah. so upset. But he's like, "Sorry, I didn't. I, we didn't have the votes." I'm gonna be honest. Anytime anybody talks about Veronica, all I think about is Dirty Thirty, where Brittany was like, "You know what? I don't want to vote for Hunter, so I'm gonna burn one on Leroy." And Veronica oh said, "And she's God. like, I'm gonna go ahead and burn one on Leroy too." Chaos <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> Chaos for no reason. And Leroy sitting over there, he's just like, "What the fuck is going on? Yeah. How did I end up in this conversation?" I no, remember what TJ saying man. too. TJ was just like. Yeah, if you burn your vote as like the second or third person in a vote, it's not really a burn vote. Yeah. You're just going to encourage everybody else to vote for that person. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. People think TJ isn't paying attention, but he really is. Yeah, he dude, is. Dude, he's still the dirtiest player in this game, man. Big um, facts. The next one we have up is Johnny Middlebrooks and Raven Rochelle or Rochelle. I, I don't want to no fuck, fuck up the enunciation of this. <laughs> no um, idea. But both rookies, I, the little bit I know about Johnny Middlebrooks is he was on Love Island USA 2. Um, I know he's friends with Corey. I saw him at that fight that Corey just had. Mm-hmm. And then Raven is just listed as Johnny's friend. So there's not really too much info. 
Yeah, that's well, going to be an interesting one. It is, but they're rookies, so three episodes max if they're max. Lucky. Max. Well, I'll I'll give you the Johnny Middlebrook story. Well, Let's actually, go. he's on also on All Star Shore right before mm-hmm. the challenge, but he was on Love Island with Sally from Challenge mm. USA. They were clipped up. Yes, I loved her too. But Love Island does this little fun thing where they split the house up, guys and girls, into separate houses, and they bring in completely new guys and girls. And I mean, everyone wants to be on the show. Everyone's trying to win money, so they're doing the most. And Johnny caved immediately to this new girl named Mercedes that was all on top of him, and he just was all over it. And him and Sally were on rocky grounds afterward, mm. and that's why he lost to Justine and Caleb. But yeah, yeah, Poor Johnny he he didn't hold up for I'm talking about five seconds. He caved immediately. <laughs> uh, you know what, Johnny? Congratulations! You've done what ninety nine percent of all men do at some point in their lives. Um, it, with that being said. I do want to say this is a little bit off subject, but since you brought her up because they were on the same season of Love Island, I love how great the fandom is because we get those stories like about Sully and Enzo trying to hook up on Challenge USA. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. What? Yeah, Sully yeah. was Sully was digging Enzo and Wanda like was trying to push something you and faintly remember and Enzo, Enzo I the turned out of that. Yeah. yeah, Enzo didn't turned her down not because he didn't want to, but he just didn't want to do it on TV because yeah. he's got kids he, he and all that. Out. Yeah, Pussy. he yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> like if you would have done that, like Leroy did to Fessy, that would have been on point too. <laughs> yeah, respectfully, respectfully, I would have rocked your shit. Fuck out of here. Sally, yeah. <laughs> respectfully. Yeah. Respectfully. Look, like, <laughs> you you don't get to say all due respect and then say whatever the hell you want. Yes, I do. It's in the Geneva Convention. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would have introduced her to my parents and then wrecked that shit. Respectfully, I would have put a ring on it. Like, we ain't even got to do this dating shit. There's a cut right to the chase. I don't want to do it on TV. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Dude, I don't believe I will, it. it, it Melissa over there, like, I would end my TV career <laughs> for that. <laughs> I mean, she's a baddie. Sally's a baddie. And Yo, yeah, yeah, she is. It. What are we yeah. doing? I don't want to do it on TV. No, I do it on TV, pay per view, at the Royal <laughs> Rumble. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> in the church, in front of the nuns, whoever you know, wants to watch. You know, Enzo's probably talking shit about it too. At the same time, like, I would have given her the best 32 seconds she's ever had. <laughs> Jesus. Give her the Jersey Turnpike. Made her Mrs. <laughs> meow Meow. <laughs> Word. He'll, he'll tell her, hey, I don't want to get you too wet. I can't swim. That's that's what it was, dude. He didn't want to dive in. Oh my god. Yeah. Quit. There we go. (laughs) Quit after 15 minutes. Uh, (laughs) Piss me off with that one. Hell yeah. (laughs) Deep end. I love it. All right. Next team up. Another team that needs absolutely no introduction is also absolutely not ride or dies <laughs> it has been well documented that these two don't get along but we have jordan wisely and anisa and look here's the theme i think it adds a very deep and different layer the fact that anisa is best friends with tori and jordan is tori's ex-fiance and they are partnered up so there yeah. is a team dynamic that is going to be really in question 
And there is going to be an alliance that is already pre-built in that is going to be very stressed because of this. Yes. And I think we've already seen a little bit of that in the previews. With that being said, I mean, it's Jordan and, and, and Anissa. I feel like at minimum, they're getting to either the last episode right before the final or they're getting in the final. Right. One of the well, two. The, the, yeah, right before the final. The question I have is, so it was supposed to be Jordan and Naya. But yeah. Naya had her medical issues. So was Anissa the replacement to help Jordan, or was no. did Anissa no. lose her ride or die? Anissa had they, her wasn't it her buddy who she's been working out with. Yeah, like, it was in her Instagram stuff. And, and we don't know what happened, but something there happened. There was a, there was a second uh, quarantine that they had to take, and he did not come back from the second quarantine. But there's no explanation why he's dead. So, also allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know how much we consider the challenge wiki page to be a spoiler, but it does indicate that Anissa and Jordan and Bananas and Nani and Darrell and Veronica are coming in like at different points. They're coming in. So as heavy it, hitters. it is yeah. not a spoiler yeah. because they were on the previews yeah. that yeah, MTV put out. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, so. like in relation to the fact that they're not starting. If when they wouldn't have been in starts. the trailer, I probably wouldn't have brought them up in this conversation. But the fact that they were, I feel like yeah. we have well, to talk like about featured them. heavily in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's fine. No. And yeah, you're right. They are listed as heavy hitters. So I don't know how they're going to bring them in, but they're definitely going to come in. I would presume in like an elimination style similar to Final Reckoning where. You know, maybe they come in and they go against whoever's in elimination and whoever wins gets to stay and they kind of take their spot kind of thing. Love that. It even could just be like, hey, you've uh, we've gotten rid of three teams. Uh, here's three more. Could be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so the answer to my question is Jordan needed a replacement and Anissa needed a replacement. Correct. And that's yes. why they correct. Okay. Because literally so Jordan and Naya were set to go um, on as pairs. And literally one hour before they were boarding the plane to leave is when Naya got the message from the, doc the last doctor that she could not fly. And if she did fly, she was seriously risking like her life, her, her life. life, like she could have died. Um, so. And so she, you know, at, and she'd already been cleared by two doctors, but but they made her check with a final one. And that final one was like. I don't know why these people are telling you this, but you cannot go. It was blood clot, right? She, yeah, she had a blood clot um, from her uh, from vaping, and she told us a really in depth story about it on our interview. So we'll make sure and link that down below for anyone who hasn't heard it. We just released it a couple weeks ago, um, but it was phenomenal, and the the story is it's heart wrenching and it sucks because you can hear in her voice how badly she really wanted yeah. to be there with Jordan. And it really, it really brought her down that she, she wasn't able to be there with him. Yeah. Uh, Jordan is a scary team. Yeah. yeah. Jordan, Jordan and Naya, I would have had them favorites. for the finals. Yeah. 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 Well, I just want to quick shout out. I want to shout out Naya because I listened to y'all interview with her mm -hmm. and she's talking about the vaping and all that stuff and quitting, you know, and she mentioned DM. Yeah. And I love both of my parents to essentially smoking cigarettes. So yeah. I dip a lot. I dip a lot of tobacco. But ever since listening to that interview, I took it to heart and I ordered some imitation dip. It's not great, but it has no nicotine or no tobacco. And I probably cut my dip intake intake down by about 50%. And it's really nice. solely to that night interview. Because she's like, if I don't take anything away from DM, you know, like what 
I'm doing something wrong. You right. Know? Yeah. I, I don't know if I could stop vaping. I think I would be a fucking serial killer without it. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. it's tough. It's really I, tough. Look here. I'm I went gonna, to vaping. I gave up cigarettes. So we smoke cigarettes and, and I'm going to be honest. What do you smoke? Um, uh, lights, Marlboro lights. Can't knock it. I like yeah. 73s, but not bad. Newports but... and then Marble Metal, uh, yeah. the Marble Metal crushes. So mm-hmm. I was gonna, and this is way off subject, but we're talking about nine addictions. So I'll say this I, in my early 20s, used a couple of different hard drugs, not like addicted, like where I was using them every day, but I was using drugs, right? I went cold turkey on some drugs, and I'm gonna just say some of them were chemicals, right? I went cold turkey on that. I've been clean for over 12 years now. It's probably longer, but I don't. It's 14 years because I quit in 2008. Quitting smoking is probably the hardest fucking thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. Um, And so shout out to anyone that's going through that struggle. I know we're going through that struggle. It's tough. Um, But nonetheless, it's, you know, it is what it is. I felt like I had to say that. Yeah, absolutely. But. Let's get off of my subject of <laughs> fucking depression and I, I, I will say that I'm, ex- you know, all things said about the Jordan and Anissa pairing. I am excited to see how they do together, because the thing is, is it's like, you know, we've already talked about how we don't necessarily see like a win in Anissa's pocket. Any at least any time, Best in the future. She got. <laughs> but at this, yeah, at the same time, you know, it's not like she's absolutely completely terrible. It's not like she, you know, isn't capable of winning dailies, winning eliminations, um, you know, and possibly performing in the final. And if she's going to win with somebody, like this is the perfect setup for her because Jordan is not only really good physically, but from you know what we've heard of other people who have worked with him like on a partnership basis like he's a really good partner to have too for motivation and stuff like that so in my opinion this is kind of like the best shot for her and you know i'm i'm excited to see how they work together especially with like you said all the background shit of tori jordan anisa fessy the whole freaking weird i don't even know what shape that is i'm but. just going <laughs> i'm just going to put this out there if Nani or Anissa don't get a win this oh, season, I don't think they ever get a win because they yeah, are never going to be set up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the, uh, you yeah. could make an argument for CT, but n- not a big argument. Yeah, yeah, you, you know what I mean. So, especially with Nani, like you're literally with the seven-time champ, like the yeah, exactly. you got to face. It's, it's not going to get much better than this. Yeah. yeah. Plus, he came back the same season that CT took off, so that helps too. Yeah. Plus. The the thing that I like about the pairing with Anissa and Jordan is who the fuck is going to see them in elimination? Yeah. yeah. These people are known for, and don't get me wrong, yes, Anissa is susceptible in eliminations, but she's also knocked around some of the fucking biggest big dogs that held her own with yep. a lot of people. She's not scared of elimination. She knows what time it is. And Jordan, no matter Dog. how much I dislike him, come on, he's with the shits. Yeah. 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 He's with the shits. Yeah. I mean, Anissa's only weakness truly is in final is endurance, but an elimination that rarely, rarely ever comes into play. If she right. makes a final, she will bury Jordan along the way. Bury him. As great as he is in the finals, she will bury him. So I, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt because I know she was doing a bunch of training before she went out there. She like did. that's all that she was posting was her on her Peloton and doing all that. If she got her endurance up, it doesn't have to be 
Jenny West or Amber B. But if she gets it where she's not walking yeah. and she is consistently jogging, she has a legitimate chance. And that's why I give yeah. Nani a chance because Nani doesn't have to be great. Nani just has to keep running. Yeah. That's all she's yeah. got to do. Yeah. Um, so that's why I feel like if they don't win this season, it's it's, it's never going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the next pairing we got, not going to be a fan favorite, but nonetheless, I'm excited to see how family members work on a TV show. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be Casey and Kenny Clark. Uh, obviously, Casey, winner of last season's challenge, Spies, Lies, and Allies. Also winner of Big Brother 20 yep. and her younger brother, Kenny. It's it's a 50-50 here because Casey yeah. could make it to the end, but we don't know shit about Kenny. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I don't know how this is going to go. I mean, Casey's not great TV, and then Kenny looks like an absolute dud. But I picked them first on my fantasy squad, Yeah, so I think they're going to dominate. No one right. has a chance. I don't think so. I think for a team like that, they have to win a shitload of dailies. Yeah. Which, mm-hmm. with Jordan and Bananas in the mix, and Devin, too, and Tori, I don't see it happening. I think they're going to be an early target. I think a lot of people resent Casey's win. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they're True. going to... I think she will be an early target. Let's get let's get this bitch to fuck up out of here. Who wants to deal with her later? And but they've also got Bananas on their side in the sense that uh, Nani is his partner. Yeah, I mean, I see that, but well, and I think the only other thing that might save them is, you know, the whole vacation alliance thing, because majority of the quote unquote vacation alliance is on this season. You know, Fessy, Tori, Devin, uh, you know, Casey, Nani, like they're all this big Fe- thing. And <laughs> Fessy will fold. Fessy doesn't know friends. how alliances work. Yeah, exactly. Well, Fessy he, sucks anyway. In my Fessy opinion. will fold on his friends ASAP. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And I think I think Tori will too. Yeah, and here's my hot bananas take on ain't gonna, that. Bananas ain't gonna give a shit what Nani has to say about her girlfriend. <laughs> without <laughs> without Josh there, who is truly Casey's number one ally. Yeah, exactly. She's got nobody because, like you said, Fessy will fold like that. Mm-hmm. She burnt her bridge with Amber B. So that big brother friendship's gone. Yeah. Yeah. You're cool with Tori and Devin. Nani's your girl, but Nani's not running that team with bananas. We already know that. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Bananas is going to do what bananas want to do. I agree with you. I think they're out. Yeah. Mid, no, mid no, season. <laughs> excuse yeah. me. No later five, than six five episodes. or six. Yeah. yeah. Mid season. Episode seven, if they're still there, I'm really surprised. Yeah. Yeah. They don't make a final. No, 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 I don't think so. Um, look, I'm going to be honest. The next team, I don't know shit. We got Kim Tronka, Colleen <laughs> Schneider, both from Germany. Uh, Kim was uh, in Prince Charming. Shit, what is that? Prince Charming three. three. And then Colleen was in the mold Germany. I have nothing to say about this because they're rookies and I don't watch German TV. If they're, they're past episode five, I'm I'm fucking surprised. Super I mean, surprised. bananas is there, so the rookies are getting targeted. Plain and yeah. simple, yeah. right out yeah. the gate. Yeah, unless unless bananas is hooking up with one of the rookies. If he yeah. hooks up with Kim, I'm going to be really surprised. I mean, he is a good looking guy, though. I'm not going to lie. He is. He's a very pretty man. <laughs> yeah, not much to say about these guys. Um, I don't think they last too long. Rookie, rookie team, early target. Yeah, get no yeah. fuck about it. Yeah, exactly. easy target too. Um, the next one. 
Look, this guy, this is going to be his third Dude. season, but he's only got like a half Turbo. season of experience. No. No. Uh, no. And uh. this is going to be <laughs> Nom and Emmy Russ. Uh, Nom, obviously, from Ultimate Beastmaster and Challenge Double Agents and a half episode of Spies, Lies, and Allies. <laughs> um, and then we got Emmy Russ um, from Beauty and the Nerd 2, which sounds like a very competitive show. <laughs> um, I thought it was Beauty and the Geek. I don't know. They have it as beauty and synonyms. Nerd. That's synonyms. Yeah. Just like grandma used to make. Right. Um, yeah, beauty and the nerd. <laughs> but look, here's my theme. I think, I think if Emmy's a good partner, Nom's a good enough competitor that they can make it halfway, maybe further. I don't. They're not a finalist, so I don't yeah. see them winning multiple eliminations. No. I also wouldn't be surprised if they're like the second team out. I just want yeah. to see Nom be able to finish a challenge like to the completion how you would normally finish of like being eliminated. elimination or <laughs> yeah. a final yeah not the way that he's gone out every time that he's been on uh, since poor guy injuries yeah. and lola yeah <laughs> and lola? I, I like nam i'm just not really expecting a lot from him this season yeah, I, yeah. personality wise he is the male casey yeah, yeah. see i, I like see that less accomplished well, I think I think with Nam, the flame has kind of fizzled out. Like you saw him initially, you're like, this guy looks like a competitor. He's mm-hmm. here to compete, but he really, I, don't, I mean, he had the Lola thing, but he's really, he, has he even won a daily? Like he's never, hmm. he's Here's never my done anything to back it up. Is Gabo said this last season about popcorn muscles, right? Yeah. <laughs> Nam went in there as the biggest dude in that house, muscle wise, in 36 double agents. Right. And when he got into that wrestling match with CT, and, and, and CT is a freak of nature. But CT it, ate it, him up. It wasn't close. CT could have drowned that man without yeah. a problem. He almost did. He almost did. Yeah. So that's my <laughs> thing with Nom. Like, he looks like yeah. he's in phenomenal shape and extremely strong, but we haven't seen yeah, him. Yeah, but check out, um, like, check out his season of Ultimate Beastmaster, though. Like, I I agree that we haven't seen him compete at the level that he should be, but he's also does not have like popcorn muscles in that sense either. Like he knows what to do with them. He just hasn't on the challenge. I, I, I do hope we get to see it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, same. I, I think a lot of people like Nam because I think he's an affable person and very likable and personable. Yeah. Um, But. We just haven't seen much from him, which is why I'm not expecting to see much from him. I would love to be surprised by this guy, though. Absolutely. I think yeah, same. I think if he can get more than a couple episodes in, he gets some experience, make some connections. He might become someone that we see more often. I wouldn't be upset about it. He has to win dailies. He mm-hmm. needs yeah. to win dailies. One, keep his ass out of there and to prove that he has what it takes. Because if we have another poor showing, showing from him. I don't think we get to see him much more after this. Right. No, I and like I, I hope that he sort of rekindles that friendship with Jay as well, um, because it'll it will at least give them two teams yeah. right. to sort of insulate. Um, but I like I liked that relationship between the two of them, and it, we didn't really get to see it develop um, because yeah. Jay was out so quick that season. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm going to switch up the order because uh, out of the. Th- four teams we have left uh one of them is rookies the rest are people we know so let's get the rookies out the way um we've got tommy bracco from big brother 21 and then annalise Tal- talavera 
from Big Brother 21 as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember Tommy pretty well. Um, He could have gotten into the final three if he didn't get screwed over by a shit vote. It's a long story. Annalise was really kind of unmemorable. The only reason I really remember her is because she went to the college here in our town, UNR, Mm -hmm. um, and played soccer there. So that's the only reason I know about that. Look, a rookie, rookie team, like we've said. I love Tommy, but I just don't see this being like a long-term thing. Yeah, I'm a huge Tommy fan. This was the only Big Brother season that I attempted to watch. Yeah. And it's also the main reason why I probably won't go back. I will give you a recommendation of a few seasons to watch that might change your mind. Because 21's not the one to watch. Yeah, 21 is trash. Be, if you're trying to become a fan, 21's not the one Five to watch. Five episodes in, I was like, I hate this shit. <laughs> well, it was it was very shocking to me to see Annalise on here since Big Brother because she's got some um, enhancements. Yeah. She looks a little different. But yes. wasn't Tommy supposed to be on here with Christy? Was that the rumor from yeah, Christy from Big yeah, Brother? Yeah. Think so, but the was that like his, his cousin or something like that? She dated a family member of his yeah. for a long time, and so they, yes, they I became remember friends. That. But I think she was getting married while they filmed. Uh, yeah, well, that's good because I couldn't stand her. She was like, I'm manifesting this to happen. And it she broke me nuts with that shit. Look, I'm gonna be honest, How anybody that uses you? that I'm shit on TV. I fucking, my energy just senses something like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Energy sound. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to manifest. I'm going to win this daily. You better manifest that you don't get kicked the fuck out. <laughs> so here's the deal. Rookie, rookie. I think it applies to everything we've already said about them. So they're going to be targeted. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The only way I see them going far is if they're uh, brought along as someone like we can beat in the finals. You yeah. know what I mean? That's the only or as way. a buffer for that last elimination right before. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's the only way I see exactly. it. Exactly. All right, so next up, uh, we've got Nelson Thomas and Nuris. Am I saying that correctly? Nuris. Nuris Mateo. Uh, And honestly, look, I'm a big Scubanelli fan. I think if he could get the puzzles and the swimming, he doesn't even have to be good at them. He just has to be serviceable at it. Yeah. That this man will win a final, and I am a true believer in that. And if Nuris is uh, Nuris is as good as Nelson is as far as mindset and not giving up. I think they have a real chance to go really far in this season. Yeah. My fear is that we're going to see the same thing that we've seen with Nelson last couple years, which is we're going to get to the end and he's going to get tossed into an elimination that he can't win. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah. Unfortunately. I like Norris. I like Nelson. He's another guy that went from being like, and to, to really just, uh, uh, loving him and as much and throwing himself in for Corey. Um, I don't think a big enough deal has been made about that. That is just, I mean, that's love right that there was and, and selflessness. Yeah. And I'm glad that he got the edit that he got. He got the edit he should have deserved. I love this guy. I want to keep him safe. I will take the hit no matter what. Uh, and I love the effort that he puts into things. Narice is cool. Big fan of her social media personality. Just don't know how she's going to do. I think for these guys, they make the last four episodes, five episodes. Yeah. Maybe I see them getting pretty far, but just not getting it all the way done. A playoff team, but a playoff team that's going to get knocked out in the first or second round. Right. Oh, exactly. They're a play in or a wild card for sure. Yeah. You, you for know sure. what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
yeah, here's my thing with Nelson. I think this is what's really spoken to like my fandom of him is like you said, that moment with Corey and then the moment last year with TJ oh, when yeah. he lost yeah. that elimination to Kyle. Yeah. That like was, that was so awful. that is probably top five favorite challenge moments that aren't like a physical elimination kind of thing. Yeah. So go ahead, Corey. I was just gonna say the thing with Nelson and Corey, I think that moment honestly, I think that moment says more about Corey than Nelson that that he just let him do it. And then it ended up being a hall brawl. You know, Corey's got a background in that football, right? But I just think that says more about Corey than it does Nelson. Like, why? I don't know. If that was my boy, I would I'd be like, nah, bro. This is you're entitled to that money just as much as I am. Yeah, but then you would have sand thrown in your eyes. (laughs) Sand. I don't know, man. It's hard to say because if I were in that situation that Nelson was in, I don't know if I would do it, but I I get the reasoning behind it. And if you've already made that decision that you're going to do this, I don't think Corey could have said or done anything to stop Nelson from going into that elimination. Right. Agreed. You know, and that's just my perspective on it. But I I definitely get where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. Um, But like I said, I think we're all kind of on the same page on this one. Like this team, we think, I think at least, if they don't get past episode five, six, I will be surprised. Yeah. And it'll be a yep. big letdown for me because Nelson alone is talented enough to maybe get them I to agree. those later episodes, almost the final, if not in the And he final. has connections in the house. Like, let's not doubt his political prowess. Yeah. He has friends in the house. I think he'll be okay to a certain degree. But I do think either a janky elimination or going against the powerhouse is going to do them in. Yeah, but I agree. very exciting team to watch. Low key, you know what kind of who I would love to see Nelson go into an elimination with is Turbo because I think those two match up so fucking well that it would be such a dogfight. Yeah, if yeah. Turbo's as good as we think he is, you know what I mean. And Nelson has that switch; he can throw it on and he can come to compete, even if all of the odds are against him. He, his heart would never be in question. He knows when to turn it on, and he'll try his hardest. And it's one of the reasons why Challenge fans have really, really come to embrace Nelson. Because he's out, he's out here, he's given us everything he has. And as Challenge fans, we can recognize that. Yep. It's one of the best things that we got. We know when you're full of shit, and we know when you're giving us your all. And yep. Nelson gives us his all, and we love him for that. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I couldn't have said it better. Um, this next group, um, we've... It, experienced uh in caleb mm. um i forget what her previous her maiden name is but it's now casillas Ka- yeah now it's caleb bird and her uh her husband sam bird from love Ooh. island uk4 um dear god i don't like kayla um look i just you know no thank you bed sheets she don't like kayla bed sheets don't like kayla um <laughs> look <She bed. laughs> um <laughs> Kayla is a competitor like she can get there she's proven it in the last few seasons she's done as far as like vendettas and all-stars three I have a whole different view on how competitive all-stars three is via compared to the flagship yeah. <laughs> um, but with that being said I do think they're a mid pack team you know at best but it's so hard to say because I don't know about Sam at all. I, I have like no fucking soft. clue. I don't know why. I feel he like he does soft. seem he does seem soft. And I like Kayla. I always have. 
And as being a Carter fan, that's a very fine line to walk. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, it is. But, but I do like her. Um, and very similar to Amanda, she's kind of a shit starter. We'll kind of just do things just to see, like, hey, let's make some chaos and see where it takes us. Um, and as a competitor, pretty solid. And I think it's only gotten more solid. I think the weakness here is really on Sam's side. We really mm. don't know what he brings to the table. Really excited to see how that plays out. But I'm not really high on this team because Kayla, as good as she is, as as fun as she is to watch, she doesn't really have a core or power team here to hold her down. She doesn't right. have a lot of backup here. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I think that that's going to be the death nail for her. She's going to do something or say something that's going to piss somebody off and no one's really yep. going to have her back. Yeah, they're kind she, of on an island. Exactly. And th- her and Sam are not the powerhouse enough to kind of take that shit. Bananas can store all the shit he wants. He has friends here. He yep. knows how to control the house. I think Kayla has some of those abilities, but not enough to get her far. Middle no. of the pack, seven episodes, well, if they're lucky. And- and not only that, but I mean, she's honestly like she's coming off a really impressive performance on All Stars Three. Like people are gonna want to get her out. They're not yep. gonna want to. You do think it, you Tori know? wants to deal with this shit? No, Mm-mm. man. Here's, bye. Here's <laughs> my thing: is we've got two of the three of the Holy Trinity. If Jenna and Zach were in this, I would have a different view. Do you on, know they were supposed to be. Yeah, and Jenna yeah. got pregnant, and I would yeah. now if they were in this, and because Zach's mm. in with bananas, you know he's cool yeah. with Jordan. You know, he's going to get carried in that alliance, just like Kayla would get carried in the Holy Trinity. Right. And if that were to happen, then I see her going a lot further. But the fact that she isn't and none of those people are really there and Nani doesn't have enough sway like we talked about with bananas. Yeah. I I, I think it would help some, just, just not enough. And my unpopular opinion is um, Jenna has one of the biggest fall offs. Of challenge competitors ever. This is somebody yeah. who did three finals in the first three seasons and yeah. has competed okay, but never been able to re- never been able to reclaim um you know some of the glory she had in her earlier seasons. Right. And that's really a fucking shame because she is also very super likable, to some degree unproblematic. I, I think the only thing really problematic about her is her exactly. choice of man. <laughs> Boom! There we go. But Here's besides my- that, people—it's crazy how people are able to separate her from Zach. Oh yeah, I really, really like Zena. Fuck Zach, and <laughs> not really piece them together. Where a lot of times we've seen, you're only as good as your partner. Naya hooked up with Jordan. It was fuck Naya. And sometimes the people who, who you hook up with, it, it will change how people think about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, unless you're Nani, who I, are just think- immune to that. I think with Kayla and Sam, I think their biggest problem is, so Kayla was on All-Stars. That was probably her best shot to win. But, I mean, I don't know how to say this without sounding like toxic masculinity. Like, I think he was only cool with her going on All-Stars because it was older people. Mm -hmm. And now he's cool with her being on this season because he's there with her. And I think it's kind of like, you know, kind of a control. I can see what you're doing. I can watch what you're doing. And I right. think that they're going to have more fires amongst themselves than probably any other you, team. You know what, though? Not as toxic as you think, because 
based on previous behavior. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Look, that's what she cheated on her last man with Bear. That woman's broke picker is obviously broken. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's I just be honest. I didn't want to say I didn't want to say all that. I was alluding to it. I don't want you know but look, I it's, say it. uh-huh. it's easy to see why he might feel some kind of way just based off yeah. what history. you've seen. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right. So I don't judge her for that, but it is what it is. Look, I'm gonna it's a pattern. I might get some hate on this next team, but I'm gonna say it like this. And to me, this is the most overhyped guy in challenge history. Uh, I do not think that they're going far. My, I, I'm on the fence on this, but he to me is the most. Yes, I know War of the Worlds two, War of the Worlds one was the hardest final ever, and all that. Super but, impressive. But yeah, impressive, but if he had to do the same shit that Theo had to do in that final, Theo's the winner, not Turbo. Right. Wait, That's wait, my wait, opinion. Wait. Wait. You didn't. Even, you didn't even say their name. He's talking about Turbo. Turbo. Yeah, it's yeah, Turbo and Tamara. Yeah, no. Wait, look, wait, I'm wait. sorry. The, the team is Turbo and his Tamara. Tamara, his fake girlfriend. Yeah, his fake girlfriend. Not his girlfriend. But wait, what? What do you mean? Had to do this shit that Theo had to do? Because he got to thing? skip. He got to skip like the eating portion and, and the math and the math portion in uh, the final. He didn't have to do those. So like that's the yeah. thing is we don't know how Turbo would perform in an eating challenge. We don't know how he's going to handle math and, or and something like that. You know, he got to skip those. That was of no fault of his. That no, was no, the no, game no. that the, with the way they had set it up and he yeah. played it the way they set up. And, and I'm good with that. And he earned that win and all that. I oh, just yeah. have a belief that if he had to do the same thing that Theo had to do. Because they were close. Yeah. Theo yeah. wins that. Turbo has that benefit. You know, like, you know, in high school, they have that really, really swole guy. And you've never seen him fight, but you don't know if he can fight. Mm-hmm. You're just like, ah, I don't want to mess with that guy. Yeah. And then to find out he can't really fight. That might be Turbo. With guys like Turbo, not taking anything away from him, and I do like him, but for guys like Turbo, a janky elimination will fuck your whole world up. Yep. And if you've been on the challenge for a while, you will see these janky eliminations. We don't know how he would do. I think heads up, he could hold his own for a lot. But guess what? I also think heads up, like a hall bro. Mm-hmm. Put him against Fessy. Fessy will rock his shit. Most likely. We don't yeah. really know. There's a lot of questions about this guy. And don't get me wrong. I don't doubt anything he's done or his greatness. And I'm just excited to see what he'll do this time around. But we all know keeping your shit together and keeping your cool is part of the challenge. And yeah. A challenge tactic has been used in the past is piss a guy off. He'll take a swing at you. We'll get him out. It, yep. I mean, look how long it took CT to get a championship. Mm-hmm. It was a tactic, just like Hack-A-Shack. Hey, irritate this guy a little bit. He'll wild the fuck out. We'll get him booted. Easy come, easy and go. That's my thing is, here's my thing. I don't, I think if Turbo could keep his shit cool, he has an opportunity to go further. I don't think Turbo can keep his shit cool. And the fact that Jordan's on this season, yeah. the fact that Bananas is on this season, they already know what to do. And yeah. Devin? Oh, they're and all going to be pushing buttons. Turbo's and gone. He's going to be targeted probably early. Yeah. yeah. And even better, if they're smart, they will use somebody like Turbo to keep throwing in and take out the rest of the competition. Yep. Because, yep. and and 
he benefited so greatly from having Nani as a partner. Nani protected him from a oh, lot of stuff. Yeah, she was so yes. underrated in that season. So yes. underrated, and she deserved so much better, especially that elimination, which was oh, fucked up. It was. She deserved a lot better, and I thought she had a great chance. You know, if she made that final, who knows how this goes? He doesn't have that. He has a rookie as a partner who doesn't know what they're doing. And I don't know jack shit about her. I don't know from a can of shit. Yeah. And it, so, <laughs> so if you guys don't know, we'll give you some quick tea on this. And the only reason I'm doing this is because it's been all over Neither fucking social media for months now <laughs> while they were filming. Yeah. Uh, Turbo and Tamara did date at one time. Um, I don't know how long ago, but Tamara has been in a long-term relationship with this other gentleman and got the call for this show, went on the show as Turbo's girlfriend. But didn't tell her dude what she was doing. Allegedly. That was the setup. Allegedly. Yeah. Um, and hence, Guy blows up on social media saying, you know, she basically did all this, didn't tell me anything, and now they're a, a, an item now, probably just an item until the show's over. And then they'll go back to their normal lives, but kind of wild. And once again, MTV casting at its best. Yeah, I was going to just say, I just feel like there's more legitimate ride or die pairs that they could have gotten without yeah. all this smoking mm-hmm. mirrors. Look, here's the rumor. It, it was said at an event. I don't know if it's 100% true or not, but the rumor was that Bananas was supposed to be originally partnered with Emily S. Emily S. couldn't make filming dates. God damn it. I think they would have put Banana, Emily S, Nani, Turbo. Also, number one, that was said by Emily to a fan at Challenge Mania. So it's not just like hearsay or anything like that. Like she specifically said it. And she also (laughs) told this fan. Yeah. Yeah. And she also told this fan that she um, is like dying to come back on the show. So I would expect to see her at least by season 40 for the big blowout because. We pr- obviously, if you listen to us, you know that we presume there will be a big blowout for season 40 like they did for 20 and 30 and yada, yada. Anyway, um, so I, I, I would presume we would see her at least by season 40, hopefully. Um, and then after that, it was supposed to be Janelle, um, but she also could not make filming work. That would have so. been interesting. Yeah. That would have yeah, been really cool, too. Bananas and Emily, I don't know how that's a... How are they a ride or die? They're super that, close friends outside. That'd of the have been show. a final squad for sure. But yeah, yeah that, they're that not losing. Win. That would have been the winners right there. Right look, the yeah. look. I know Emily doesn't have that resume, but I don't think he, you couldn't really come up with a good argument for why she shouldn't be top three. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I can understand people that don't. But three I three seasons, there's, three finals, one win. You know, like undefeated and eliminations. And if it wasn't for Ty, she probably has two. Yeah, like she's a badass. But. For me personally, is body of work, but also efficiency. You know, she's mm-hmm. right up there with like Jordan and Landon. Yeah, uh, even though Jordan has more, uh, has a lot more years under his belt. Uh, but up until recently, you know, he was one of those guys. You know. Four appearances, three wins, you know. Right. So she, she's ultimately efficient, but body of work is probably what keeps her off of my um, Mount Rushmore mm-hmm. for now. Oh, she comes back for 40. And she is fit as fuck. Yeah. She will yeah. lay something down. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's, to me, at that top level of girls, it's a flip of the elimination or a flip of a coin who beats who. 
because oh, yeah. I can see Emily S beating Kara. I can see Kara beating Emily S. I can see Laurel beating all of them. I can see them all beating Laurel. And I, you throw Jenny West in there, and it's still a fucking coin flip. You yeah. know what I mean? All right. I I have I have something. Huh? I know she's problematic as fuck for obvious reasons. Don't say it, Camilla. Oh. And uh, yeah. Here's but here's yeah. I let, mean, here, let's take a, let's take away why she's problematic. We all know why. And mm-hmm. uh, th- my biggest disappointment is just I get it. People make mistakes. You might have been perceived a certain way. What happened happened. Whatever. But for me, I mean, the biggest thing with Camilla is just the accountability part. And, and don't get me wrong; I know she said some things or whatever. But all that aside. She's not on a lot of people Mount Rushmore's and her place amongst the challenge greats had been diminished because of her actions, mm-hmm. which I do not support at all. Just dialogue. Mm-hmm. Is it I, fair for her place amongst the challenge greats? She, I think it's more fair than, and I might, fuck, I don't know if I want to say this. It's, it's tough, man. I get it. It's a tough conversation to have. If it, I got to chime in after. Go ahead, though. It's if what Kenny and Evan are accused yep. of actually happened, then yes, they deserve this treatment, and it's the same treatment that Camilla's getting. Right. And I yeah. understand. And Ashley. and Ashley. And D. Well, I don't know about Ashley. Ashley might come back. We don't know for a fact, but the fact that she I'm was sure omitted from that, that, that documentary, documentary. Yeah. is very telling. Fully omitted. The omissions from that documentary was Evelyn so was fully omitted. Evelyn yeah. was fucking fully omitted. What and is she that? was problematic. Well, yeah. the the question I have is like Rick said, is like I feel like Evan Kenny, the thing that went through, Kenny's lost his shot based off what we know to be on the Mount Rushmore. But Malik, the question I have for you is because you're a different man than me, is I feel like the recent the reason we haven't seen Emily back was from that situation between her and Camilla. To you, was that a place out of ignorance? Is that a forgivable thing? Because for me, it's easy to say it's forgivable. She didn't know any better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's easy for me to say. But I just want to know your opinion on that. Okay. And this is something I looked at from a lot of uh, different angles. Because I generally do like Emily Schramm. And from what I've seen from her from TV... And I had a brief conversation with her when I seen that Challenge Mania. Uh, not about this specific incident, but I think it's easy for people to see that it probably came from a place of ignorance of not knowing any better, mm-hmm. which makes it so much more forgivable. So much more forgivable because it's not from malice. Mm-hmm. And the reason why that isn't viewed the same now amongst a lot of people is because a lot of people... We get that as a lot of excuses when it comes to a lot of things racially motivated. Um, one thing that I said to a lot of people these times, I was like, stop arguing with these people on the internet because yeah. they know. When it comes to like Kaepernick kneeling, oh, it wasn't against the military. Oh, he disrespect the military. I'm like, they know. Yeah. They know Black Lives Matter or White Lives Matter. You don't need to explain it to them. They're fully aware of why these things are happening, why people feel the way they do. They're arguing the counterpoint to argue and to set up and, and to set up their own views. You don't need to explain it to them. They know. Stop arguing with these crazy people on the internet. 
They know exactly what they're doing. I don't think Emily Schramm belongs in that category. She's not malicious. She's not a mean girl. Um, outside of that incident, there hasn't really been any, unlike somebody like Jordan, who had this incident on Portland, and there's been plenty of other racially involved incidents afterwards. So I find her offenses, which are offensive, but also forgivable. She's also accepted a lot of responsibility, explained her side of it, and has been openly very apologetic about it. She comes off as sincere, in my opinion. I do not speak for all African-American people. But just based off what I've seen, I do find it forgivable. Her track record and who she seems as a person on TV doesn't support an ongoing narrative of her being racially insensitive. Mm -hmm. It was a misstep. It was a mistake. It didn't seem like she knew much better. It seems like she's learned from it, has been apologetic about it. And really, as much as I crucify other people for it, you do got to give some people some grace to be better and to improve. She seems like she fits the bill. I have no problem with Emily Strong. Since, all right, since we're on this subject, I'm going to ask you because I know that they were a team that was supposed to be on this. And from what we've heard uh, and seen on the internet, is that they got a phone call at the airport telling them that they weren't coming. Right. Um, and that's going to be uh, Emmanuel from last year and Emmy. Um, are, are you familiar for the reason that they, they aren't on the show? Okay. So for those that aren't aware, um, what we've heard is that the reason that they were taken off the cast at the last minute is because MTV finally, I'm, they said they finally heard, but I feel like they've known for a while is that Emmy. The fans got too loud. The fans got pretty loud about it, but um, Emmy uh, was recorded on X Factor. Uh, Romania. What, Romania. In 2016. In 2016, singing a Nicki Minaj song that had the N word in it. And um, she sang it. And she sang it word for word, verbatim the song. Um, and so there was a lot of people that were offended by it, which is rightfully so. I feel like they have the right to be so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want your opinion on that one. Do you and I know you don't speak for everyone. You only speak for yourself. <laughs> and that's the thing. But I think having these conversations and these dialogues is something that MTV is missing the mark on because they used to have these dialogues. Right. And that's how a lot of people learned about stuff like this. So I agree with you 100 percent. Uh, One of the biggest problems I had with MTV and their dealings with like D and Taylor and a lot of these other incidents is most of us are grown. Most of us have been rocking with you for a while. We don't need to be baby. We don't need to be sheltered. We are grown enough to have these conversations and to have our own outlooks. Um, The thing about canceling, especially when it comes to reality TV and MTV and the challenge is when you just straight up cancel somebody and you want them to disappear forever, we're missing opportunities to learn more or to be better and to allow that grace. Emmy, I don't know Emmy as well as Emily Schramm from what I've seen on TV and her personality. This does seem like a case of probably not knowing enough. I will put her closer to Emily Schramm than I would maybe a Camilla or a Jordan, where ignorance is probably playing a factor. But these I can understand why people are not happy about this and dislike it. 
it does seem like it's coming from a place of ignorance. Now, ignorance in America is something that I'm not a big fan of. Most of these people know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly mm-hmm. what they're saying. They know why they're saying it. I don't look at ignorance as a viable excuse for a lot of the stuff that's going on. At the same time, she's not from here. No. Right. Their history over there is not the same over here to a certain degree. Right. And I can understand how some things may be lost in translation. Or maybe she knew it was something that was bad, but didn't maybe realize how bad as it was. I would put this more on the side of ignorance. But MTV's misstep is just not addressing it. Yeah. Address yeah. it. Put a producer yeah. in front. Hey, guys, how you doing? Justin Booth here. Uh, we had an incident come up, wanted to talk to you about it and why we made the decision to go ahead and cash it this season. After a long d- discussion, you know, you could go in like that. And mm-hmm. I think that would actually say a lot of people's bloodthirstiness or anger. Go ahead and talk about it. We're big enough to deal with it. And we're big enough to see other sides. There's always going to be the fans who's always going to feel one kind of way or one kind of way. And they're never going to get along. We understand that. But just ignoring it, pretending like it didn't happen and doing nothing about it is not really the case. Even the thing when it came to D and Taylor, um, and, and don't get me wrong, D's comments was fucking, was you know, ignorant with his shit. Yeah, but at the same thing. time, maybe have a conversation. They they gave Camilla, you know, that, and, and that, did, that didn't go well. Maybe a little bit better structured, but even if you're never going to have her back, you could have that conversation. We're, we can take it. We're big enough. We're old enough. And we can deal with it. We're not babies. Mm-hmm. I understand you think that you know what's best for us, but conversation is never a bad idea. Yeah. I think they missed the mark. We, we, we've been exposed to these conversations before with, with Robin. Is it Robin? Yes. And, Robin and, and Anissa. Anissa. We've been exposed to this multiple different Trishel times. And Anissa. Trishel, Trishel and Anissa. And Anissa. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how many times this has come Jemmy. up on the world. Yeah, Jemmy. And then on the Are real you world. Jewish? Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. a shit starter. Uh, I, ju- I just want to say, talking about Emily Schramm in that situation, I just want to say how Ty handled that situation like an absolute boss. Because in the eyes of a viewer, he is essentially like he said, I know it didn't come from a racial point, but it's just the fact that someone close to me attack me right and if so if you don't re- relate as a white man i don't relate to the racial world i've never experienced that like from that side it's just like someone close to me someone that's supposed to care about me hurt me and i was just i just think that's such a well way for him to handle that and bring light to it you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah i feel you on that i think he handled it very very well um because it, that could, stuff like that could could have gone left very very quickly and Ty may not be the most level-headed person, but he also didn't burn out the stake for it. Try to understand both parts and also explain why he felt the way he felt about yeah. it. And I think Emily was very receiving of that because, once again, not from a place of malice. I don't speak for everybody, and I can't speak from it from an academic point of view. I could just say how I felt about it. And I thought that was handled pretty well. And I'm glad you gave Ty a shout out for that. It's not always easy for the African-American in a friend group or because when somebody say, you know, if you're in a friend group or whatever, and somebody who you're close with uses an N-word or whatever, 
a lot of people don't realize it becomes our duty to check that and to educate. And it's fucking exhausting all the time. Mm -hmm. It's exhausting, especially with people who have no interest in having that discussion or being educated. Uh, It becomes automatically our duty. So I would just say, you know, to, you know, white people who have black friends, keep that in mind. We don't always want to have to keep checking you for some of your problematic behavior. Yeah, agreed. But having that conversation is important. I think, and I think that's the thing is, is if, if we, it's not always the most comfortable conversation to have, but you need to have that (laughs) conversation in order to, I hate using the term educate yourself, but you need to have that conversation to bring in that other perspective and to learn about a situation that you may be naive to, you know, you have a, you have a wonderful perspective of that. The big change that we're seeing in these interactions is not having the patience for education because education isn't really going to fix a lot of things. When somebody say black lives matter, it's like all lives matter. You'd be like, no, it doesn't work that way because nobody's saying white lives don't matter. We're saying black lives needs the attention on it right you know we're getting tired of it you motherfuckers know well kaepernick kaepernick is disrespecting the flag no, you know what time it is yeah. y'all already know we're not explaining this anymore and we have just become exhausted from having to explain to people on facebook why this isn't as fucked up as they seem and we see through what it's for i don't think that applies in this emily schramm uh situation or conversation yeah but that's what that's why the the way I interpreted it with Emily and Ty, it wasn't Ty saying black man to white woman, I'm offended by this. It was person to person, human to human, you hurt me in this way, and it wasn't necessary. And I just think that was that was it was very important. It's a, it's a shame that you know it came from a place of ignorance and it happened to her, but I think it was a very important moment to happen. Especially I on the show. Ha- I commend how it was handled and also how it was presented to us, the viewers. Uh, I thought they did. I mean, we get on them for, you know, the edits or what they leave out or what they should have done or the decision-making. I thought it was edited and presented to us in a very, very good way. Uh, and I, I really commend you for actually keeping an eye on that and really just kind of accepting that and, and enjoying that. These are tough conversations to have, especially with the people yeah. we love. Because mm-hmm. sometimes the people we love just are wrong about some things. And when you tell somebody you're wrong or you have the wrong view, people naturally get defensive. And, and you know, they, they want to fight that. And who wants to be pointed out as being wrong or problematic? We, in certain cases, that can be handled better. But a lot of people only view that the way that you address this is with, you know, aggression and, and putting your two feet down. And sometimes that is necessary. And sometimes it is not. I think Ty really has threaded the needle. We're getting that done. Standing your ground, but being symptomatic and educational, it's tough and exhausting. But sometimes, and like in this case, very well worth it. Absolutely. I just want to say, you know, I was born and raised in South Louisiana. I could have been, I could have been raised a very, very certain way. And I wasn't. And, you know, I thank my parents for that every day. You know, with the way everything's going now, I'm a very accepting person, and I thank them for that because I could have been raised a very, very different way, and I'm very glad I wasn't. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and, hey, big shout out to the parents. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. One hundred percent. Thanks for to, fucking and getting us here. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> thank you for the backseat of that car. <laughs> 
but uh, I know this is going to be, it's a hard to transition from such a very deep conversation to something that's so much more surface level as the challenge itself, but the challenge leads us here. So that's something to be thankful for. 100%. Thank you for putting me on the spot for representing all African Americans. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. (laughs) I think it's a conversation that, that is enjoyable to have though, even if it is difficult sometimes and it's something that needs to be done. Yeah. Um, with that being said, I know we're pushing it late. Um, so I've got one final question for everybody here, and then we'll go I ahead and wrap. Two more this. hours, man. Let's get it in. If you <laughs> want to sit on and listen to us talk about Survivor for the next 30 to 45 minutes, <laughs> you're like more than welcome. <laughs> no, it's midnight. It's way past my bedtime. Oh, yeah. But we are so appreciative that you decided to hop yeah, on with us, yeah, man. We've had dude. an absolute blast. I had week. a week. Yo, listen. I love doing this, mainly because I don't have to edit a whole bunch of podcasts. <laughs> this is what my co-hosts feel like. Come here, talk shit, and then go back to watching, you know, House of the Dragon or some shit while I'm yeah. sitting over here over Adobe Audition editing shit. This is great for me. <laughs> we'll, we'll switch it up. We'll come on yours and, and make you do the work next time, though. <laughs> I, yo, absolutely. I mean, we've been known for only having those interviews, and we haven't had a lot of guests are uh, other people on and that's one thing i'm changing this season i don't know about doing interviews but mm-hmm. we have a lot of colleagues out there and i'm so excited for season 38 we get to all ball the fuck out and i can't and i love yes. all the podcasts and stuff going out so we're going to be bringing a lot of people on for this season how i love it and let's yeah. see how that goes i think it's going to be pretty great but the more the merrier you know we i'm sure with this season we're going to get like 18 episodes so we'll probably bring you back on for another <laughs> recap you know what i mean i'm in all right all right so here let's get this next question knocked out though because i think this is going to round out our preview for season 38 Mm -hmm. and that question is is 99.999 percent challenge finals is a four person or four team final you know Mm -hmm. four partners um i want to hear what your guys' four partners are um whoever wants to start off you're more than welcome to from this season or all time no, no, no. Who yours picked to go to this season's final? Okay. <laughs> you phrased it really weird. We're only talking about one season right now, though. That's what I thought. And then you got all historical on me, and I was like, okay, well. Okay, did all my homework. That. Who's your pick for the four teams that are going to make oh. this year's final? Cool. I'm going to say Bananas, Casey. Oh, shit, man. I only got two. Uh, I think I think with politics, Jordan and Anissa make it there. And Tori and Devin. Nice. I like it. I, I like, like it. Uh, I've got Jack and Laurel, Devin and Tori, and Jordan and Anissa. And then it's a coin flip for me for personal reasons between Jay and Michelle, but also Bamber and Chauncey. Nice. I like it. I like that. I, I can see one of those final eliminations happening right before the final. I yeah. can definitely see that. Um, Karina, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to save Malik for last since he's our guest and give him the send off on that one. Okay. Um, so I've got, uh, obviously, Devin and Tori. They're like my freaking number ones. So I've got Devin and Tori in the final. Um, I've got uh, Laurel and Jack in the final. I've got Bananas and Nani in the final. And then I actually think that um, I'm going to put my fourth spot with Amber and Chauncey, as much as I would love to give it to Jordan and Anissa, I think it's going to be another typical case of Anissa making it to the very last elimination and then not making the final. I can respect it. All right. I'm going to go. Um, Devin, Tori. I do think Jordan and Anissa make it 
I don't think Bananas and Nani make it, though. No. Um, I think I'm going to give it to Nelson and Narice mm. and then also Amber B and Chauncey. Those nice. are, that's my final four. Okay. Malik, what do you got? Um, uh, th- definitely uh, Bananas and Nani. I'm really high on them. Um, I think Laurel is good. I don't know much about Jack, but I think Laurel is good enough to drag Jack there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Jordan and Anissa, because once again, I think Jordan is good enough to drag Anissa there, even though I think they're competing for third or fourth place. Um, I'm really stuck on the last four. I like Tori and Devin. Um, I think they have a body of work. They've been doing this for a while. I think they could do really, really well, but I don't think Turbo makes a final. I think Turbo gets into some shit yeah. and get out. So I'm, I'm going to go with Tori and Devin for the number four spot. Um, Place in this lineup, though? Shit, now I think about it. In that final, Tori and Devin probably do pretty okay. But I don't think they're beating Nani and Bananas. Yeah, I think Nani and Bananas run away with this one. See, that's why I think Bananas and Nani don't make it, because I think people are going to realize that they're going to target that they're yeah. going to be. And I feel like they get targeted. But Bananas ability to make people not vote for him is the greatest trick in challenge fucking history. How True. people yeah. don't walk in and say day one, fuck this guy. We need to get him out no matter what. With him and CT and Jordan, how they are not instantly targeted off top is mind boggling. But yeah. it's easy to see why. Especially with Jordan and Bananas. And it's a underrated challenge ability that doesn't get talked about enough. The ability to win dailies is one of the most strongest things you can do as a challenger. Mm-hmm. Bananas win dailies. Jordan win dailies. West win dailies. CT win dailies. It keeps them off the chopping block. So yep. when it comes time to vote, you can't even fucking vote for them because they're not available because they won. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think... The team that knows how to win dailies and the team that's able to pull dailies consistently are the teams that's going to make it to the end. Yeah, yeah it's hard to see. Fair assessment, yeah. yeah. Everyone gives bananas this politicking legend label, and he is, but he's been in like a dozen more eliminations than CT. There, and give that, yeah. give that to Corey. Because Curry came in, he's like, oh, rookie takeover. We're taking out all the vets. <laughs> Poorly executed, but yeah. he did set the standard of get these old motherfuckers out of here because if they're here, we're not winning. Very and, true. And, That's and very that true. dogged bananas and a lot of the vets for a long time. Mm-hmm. It did. It did. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, look, I think that pretty much wraps up our conversation on 38. Uh, I know I'm excited. I know everybody I'm else so here is so stoked. super excited. This is one of the most hyped feelings I've had for a season since probably War of the Worlds 2. Yeah. Um. Just to be honest, the cast looks pretty good. Uh. We look like we're gonna get some drama. It's gonna be fun. You know, we're gonna be recapping this. Um. But Malik, man, we want to thank you so much for coming yeah. in and for anybody listening. Go check out Love War and Challenge podcast. We're gonna have a link below. We're gonna have it on our Instagram. Go listen to him. Go follow him. Go subscribe. Yep. They are putting out amazing content. Thank you guys so much for having me. I had an absolute blast. Uh, Make sure you check me out on Twitter at Malik underscore MTV and check out my custom-made challenge gear at shopthechallenge.com. Definitely appreciate you guys having me. I had so much fun. I can't wait till we do this again. 
speaking of Malik, I need to get at you. We're going to try to do like a donation project with clothing. So I just kind of want to talk shop. And I just, yeah, whatever you need. I'll get you We're, all about it. It's a, with we TJ. Do a, we do a give back every year um, with TJ Lavin. Um, we sell shirts and then we donate the proceeds to a charity of his choice. Got you guys. So, well, I, yeah, we'll hook up on that. That'll be awesome. Yeah, we're going to be there. So, Malik, man, once again, thank you so much, man. We have an open door policy. You ever want to hop back on, you let us know. You're Always. back on. Thank it. you for having Absolutely. me. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, man. Well, Thanks. you have a good night, sir. Thank you. Take care, guys. Bye. Later. <laughs> Guys, I had an absolute blast talking about that. That ran a lot longer than we thought it was going to run. Um, but what we want you to do is we want you to take a quick break, listen to this ad by Anchor, and we'll be right back to dive into Survivor. So, guys... Thank you so much for sticking through the ad on Anchor. We really do appreciate it. Um, without further ado, we've got uh, episode number three of Survivor, season 43. Um, and, you know, right off the bat with this episode, uh, Tony, I kind of got sucked in right away. But why don't you tell the people more about it? Because I know you're the man of the Survivor Hour. Sure thing. Um, so the title of the episode was aptly named I'll Sign the Divorce Papers. Um, <laughs> so Trouble in Paradise for Jesse and his island wife, Dwight. They obviously voted different ways at the last tribal council. Yep. So we kind of pick up with Jesse and Cody on the beach, just kind of talking it out. Uh, Cody was able to get his idol up and running. They were able to get Justine out of the game. Um, and of course, it sort of solidified Dwight and Noel's relationship because really they're two on a five person alliance and a five person tribe. And Jesse is still very much in the middle because one of the things I learned uh, listening to the exit interview from Justine was actually that they were pretty sure that Jesse was with them. Like he sold them really well to yeah. the point where he was saying that he was a double agent for them with Cody and NECA. So that he was going to kind of collect information from Cody and NECA and bring it back to that crew. Mm -hmm. And that's actually why the vote split happened. It wasn't necessarily that Justine voted for Cody and Noel voted for NECA. Um, it was Jesse was supposed to be the second NECA vote that would have taken her out. Right. Um, and that, of course, didn't happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The 30,000 foot view of everything before they went into the challenge. And I know you guys are going to dive into this and I, I'll leave it at this was that it gave us a real breakdown of where the tribes are lying and how the power shifting. Would that be a fair yeah, assessment? Pretty much. We get like just enough of a, an intro with each tribe. Yeah. But luckily there was like an actual arc that went through each tribe rather than just we're going to check in with these guys for five minutes and see what happens. Right. There was an actual thing taking place during that time that saw you through and really gave you a, a clear view of the landscape. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, that's that's pretty much like all that was going on at Vessi was basically damage control. After yeah. The yeah. It, oh, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. It, the big news, like you said, was Edwin and Jesse divorce papers. That was that was the thing. Except you it's know. Dwight. Edwin. Dwight. 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 Sorry, I had. Yeah, I'm fucking done. You thinking of Edwin and Fessy? Kind of. Sorry, but let's keep the on the other track. dynamic duo. Yeah. Yeah. So Dwight and Jesse, rocky ground. Cody and Jesse, solid ground. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
that's really what it comes down to. And then you've got you've got Noel, and then you've got NECA as well. NECA's with Cody and Jesse. Jesse's still floating in the middle a bit. And then you've got uh Dwight and Noel on the other side of it. Right. Yeah. But then I don't know if you really have anything to add on that side. It was pretty cut and dry. Yeah, I was gonna say Vessi's pretty cut and dry right now. It's uh it's uh Baca and Coco that got some crazy shit going on right now. See, I feel yeah. like Baca was a little bit was pretty cut and dry too, but Mm-mm. you know, that was just so, my interpretation. But yeah. Yeah. I will phrase it, I will use Owen's phrasing for it and call it call this section the Gabler Idol shenanigans. Yeah. Um, aptly aptly this named. Was wild. Yeah. So basically, like we hit the beach, we've got Ellie, Janine, and Sammy. They're talking about like his idol because they know, because they looked in his bag and looked at the note, that it's good for his two tribals. He doesn't, they don't know if he knows. They don't know if he thinks that it's just two tribals or if it's your two tribals. One word can mean a lot in that situation. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, So they like devise this plan to just go and have a conversation and sort of pepper it in to see whether or not he knows. But for me, the big thing is like the girls say, well, Ellie will talk to him because she's closer to Gabler than you are. And then, like, immediately alienate Sammy, yeah. who is just sitting there. He's like, so you think that Ellie is closer with Gabler than I am? And they're like, yeah. And you're like, okay, fine. <laughs> and then just cut cut to Sammy talking to Gabler and telling him exactly what just happened. Exactly. Like well, the- and Gabler knows exactly what's going on. He's like, oh, yeah, I know what my fucking idol says. Like, I'm yeah. not an idiot, dude. Obviously, the girls aren't pervy to this, but did I miss something? Or wasn't there like a guy's alliance that happened in the tribe last week with Owen Gabler? Yeah, it was like a a guy's alliance in the sense that the guys were all sitting at the camp and they were like, guys alliance. And then they were like, sure. Yeah. So I don't think that it really holds a lot of weight um, with everyone. Right. But I think that for Sammy, it was like pretty solid. And he said if the girls come and talk to any one of us, we'll come back and kind of relay the information. Yeah. But I think that Owen is very much sitting in the middle of that tribe. And the first time that they hit tribal, or I guess the second time it's going to be really interesting to see where he lands. Yep. Um, in relation to siding with the guys or siding with the girls. I agree. I th- yeah. I think uh, Ellie, is that her name? I don't know. Yeah. Who you're the psychologist. About. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she really overplayed her hand uh, way too much this episode. Oh yeah, she went way too hard on this. Yeah, yeah. I think I I was a little surprised by Sammy going run all the information back to Gabler just because it seems like Gabler on day six is just completely falling apart mentally, physically. Yeah, he's a little rough around the edges, and I like I liked his quote of because what this is when of course like Sammy's like they looked in your bag, they know what you have. Yeah. And does your idol work? He's like, yeah, of course it works. And he said, um, I may not be a genius, but I'm no dummy. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's like, that's yeah. a, f- a fairly apt description. Exactly. Um, yep. But yeah, like Owen also, like, I love that they come back and tell Owen as well. And they're just like, well, we better loop in the third person of this quote unquote alliance. And <laughs> Owen's just like, oh, really? In reality, he was the one that stood watch while the girls went through the bag. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay, Owen. <laughs> and he played, played it perfectly. He did. Like, he played dumb. Perfect. 
<laughs> and then, yeah, like then Ellie comes in and talking about how, like, we should make a fake idol. We should use it for a fake. Yeah. We, yeah. We should use the beads from your real idol to make a fake idol in case we need it later. Yeah. And, and Gabe was just like, I'm going to keep it uh, for to give my daughter a graduation. But the interesting thing is, um, and I don't know how accurate this is, but I read it. Um, I read it somewhere online that you're not able to take, quote unquote, souvenirs anymore, like idols and things right, like that. Yeah. If your idol isn't played, you kind of have to re- you have to relinquish it to production mm-hmm. in case they use it again. Um, but like the beads and stuff that people are gathering, that would be different because you do get to take like your bag and stuff. Right. But it's right. just like actual game pieces that you're not able to um, to bring back in. Yeah. She so incredibly overplayed every aspect of this. Like it w- it was not necessary to even have the conversation. No, um, it wasn't. Because really, really, sh- to the best of her knowledge, Gabler should already be with her still. Right. And with like, they should be a type two or however many within that crew. Mm-hmm. So really, all that has to happen is the next time that they're going to tribal council the next time that they lose a challenge, when they start that scramble, all she has to say is, is your idol still good? Yeah. And then he'll say yes or he'll say no. Exactly. Because at that point, he's not thinking that they're asking to get rid of him. They're asking to see how they can use it to their advantage because they're in an alliance together. So it it, it seemed like it didn't need to happen at all. But. I also haven't been on an island for six or seven days with minimal food (laughs) and sleep. Yeah. So in their mind, they were probably like thinking 12 steps ahead when in reality they didn't need to think like any steps ahead. (laughs) But she ended up making herself a huge target. Yeah, exactly. And she kind of fell off of my winner pick list a little bit with this one because I don't know what the fallout is going to be. No, I agree. I think that that move definitely knocked her down a couple notches because I was just like, what the fuck are you doing right now? Like, you're just like you said, it's like jumping out like in front of everybody with just a giant target painted on you and just like, look at me, look at me. Like, what are you doing right now? Like, just calm down, dude. It's fine. Exactly. Like, it's. It's amazing that she's like. She's not flaming out because it's very easy. It should be very easy to recover from it. Yeah. But she's making like big moves really early in the game. Yeah. Um, she's playing hard super early. Yeah. Yeah. And I think so we've got we've got Vessi, we've got Baca. So then with Coco, it's James's birthday. Yeah. And they make him a bracelet, which mm-hmm. comes into play later. And they find a bunch of food like they're having a grand old time. They have. Yeah, they haven't gone to tribal council yet. Like, yeah, they still have their entire tribe. But then like James, they ask James what he's going to do for like his what for his birthday. Like what he like what he's going to do with his day. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I'm going to go exploring for idols. And, like, I understand the first part of that sentence, but maybe then put a period there and don't say for idols. I because- I don't- I almost sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but like this literally this literally like blew my mind. And I was like super confused because I almost took it as like almost like him asking for permission to like do that for his birthday. Like, oh, yeah, you know, I'd like to go off exploring and, you know, maybe look for a idol. Like it was almost like he was like asking, like, is it cool with you guys if I do that for my birthday? Like, I'll just go look for an idol, see if I can find an idol for my birthday. I was like, 
bro, that's not how any of this works. Like, <laughs> I thought he was joking. Like, I thought uh, yes. the first part was serious. Like, Same. I'm going to go exploring because I haven't done that yet. Yeah. And then I thought the four idols was the joke part. But exactly. then it wasn't. It was serious. It throws me off sometimes because, like, you know, we've just seen all these great Survivor players on Challenge USA, and Survivor's such a strategical game that you think everybody that comes in is a great strategist. Yeah. And then you get something like this, and you're like, oh, that's right. They're just normal day people, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, you know, like we were saying, like, he's talking about that, and then the next thing we know, like, um, you know, the other, the other people kind of sneak off. James is Falling asleep, you know, falls asleep, takes a nap. And, uh, you know, so Carla ends up taking the moment of opportunity and she goes off to look for an idol. Um, and she ends up finding the beware advantage, just kind of tucked in a little crevice in the top branch of a tree. And like she looks at it and she sees the beware advantage. And this is one of the reasons that I like Carla. Same exact same. She knew exactly. She thought it out. She stood there. She's like, look, I know what's in this. It says beware on it. I've seen season 41 and 42. I know that this could potentially be a problem. And I know that the beware advantage is most likely going to take my vote. And I still feel like that's my most valuable thing right now. So fuck it. I'm not going to open this. And she sticks it back up in the tree. She's also in the middle of her tribe, too, because it's yes. the girls and James. And then it's Ryan and Gio and, and yep. her. Yeah, so exactly. It's like you can't give up your vote at that, especially because like you don't know when you're going to tribal. So you really don't know how much time you're going to have to do X thing. Exactly. And you don't know what the task is. You know, I mean, obviously we know because we just watched it happen over on uh, on Vessi, but she doesn't know what the task is at this point. So it's like you never really know. So how many tribals am I going to end up going without a vote? depending on what this task is, you know, uh, I mean, last season, what was it, it was the, the phrase thing Phrases. and it didn't activate until all three tribes found their things. So like there was one, there was one instance where it was like the first person who found their, their idol, they'd lost their vote for like a couple of episodes because it was like you Xander know? in 41, like he lost his vote for ever like bulk of the first part of the game. Yeah. You know, and so anyway, she puts it back up in the tree. She heads back to camp and weirdly, she sits down and she starts like talking to James about this. And this was another moment where I was like, you're being way too conspicuous about this. Like if I was James, I'd be like, why is she so like just all of a sudden so curious about this specific topic and specifically talking about whether I would take a beware advantage if I found it? I will you know, give like, her a pass on one condition. Because James flat out said 10 minutes earlier that he was planning to go look for idols. True. So at least she has like that seed planted where she can go back and be like, I know that you said like you were talking about idols and now they seem to have beware all over them. Right. Like, what would you do in that situation if you did go and look That's for idols point. and found one? But also at the same time, I'm like, why are you? I understand that you're trying to talk this through to yourself, but then like inside voice, don't. Yeah. Don't tell James. <laughs> everyday people. Everyday yeah. people. Yeah, exactly. But she talked herself into it. And like, I, that's what I really like about Carla is she found it, saw the beware, thought it through. And she's like, you know what? I can't risk my vote right now. She puts it back and then she thinks it through. Mm -hmm. Is like, you know what? It's all about taking risks. The game is only like 26 days long. Yeah. I need to do something. 
I'm going to do it. Well, and I love how she like she brought her wife. She was like, man, I just sat back and I started thinking, like, what would my wife think if when she found out that I found a beware advantage on Survivor and I didn't take it? And she's like, no, I have to go get it. And I was like, you go get that advantage, Carly. Go get that girl. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, and so she does. And obviously it's the bead one that we already just, you know, saw Cody do over on uh, on Vessi. But man, she was so fucking smooth like butter. She finessed him. Oh my god! I was impressed. Knowing how to work each individual person a certain way, like yes, with James, it was easy. It was just a conversation. She was able to bring up the fact that like they made him a bracelet. She wants to make her wife a necklace. Yeah, these beads are something that I can use that are going to be unique. And he didn't really care. He was just like, yeah, sure, whatever. But then as soon as she hit like any sort of a roadblock, like with Geo, she was like, "Okay, well, what if I give you these beads in exchange for it? Because I know that you really want this stuff, but she's going to really love that bead. Right. And he was like, sure, because really you're giving one thing and you're getting more in return. So why not? The earring play. Yeah. With Cassidy and Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah. Trading the earrings. But the one that got me was Ryan Ryan with the turquoise beads because she knew that he was collecting turquoise stuff for his girlfriend. And so she fucking she tugged on those heartstrings. The fact that he turned down at first, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Exactly. He's like, no. Yeah. I'll I'll trade you socks. And she's like, okay, that doesn't help me, but okay. Yeah. No, thank you for athlete's foot. All right. I was like, what? No. It was impressive because when Cody got that beware advantage, I was like, ain't no shot. He ain't got no way. Yeah. And he made it through and then she gets it. And I was like, ain't no way. No shot. Didn't she say it was only like an hour, hour and a half, like until fucking tribal before? Well, so until the ha- challenge or something. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. She was running out of time to get all of this together. To get all this together before yeah. she would. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, my God. So Cody is the only person on Bessie that can do this. Like, yeah. there is nobody else in any other situation on Bessie that this works at all. Cause he's because he's so awkward. Like, Justine said nobody even, like, questioned it whatsoever because they were like it's cody he's gonna do what he's gonna do and he wants these beads to make a hat so he's being cody. go for it dude. yeah <laughs> like he's being cody no suspicion whatsoever with carla like it's the same thing i don't think that anybody else on the coco tribe as much as i love everyone on the coco tribe could finesse it this way and i loved the editing on it where she would like try a tactic and then if it didn't work it cuts to her confessional where she's like so I knew that this wouldn't work. So I tried this instead. And then it cut, like cuts back. It was like a scene from a heist movie. Yeah. Where she's getting all these different pieces. It's like she's assembling her team for the yeah, perfect heist. Exactly. When instead she's assembling beads for the perfect immunity idol. Exactly. <laughs> and I am so terrified for whichever person from Baca gets this beware advantage because nobody trusts anybody there. Nobody. I think that whoever gets the beware advantage on the Baca tribe just loses their vote forever. They're like, fucked. They probably still don't have their vote if they come back for another season because <laughs> yeah. nobody is giving each other their beat. Yeah. No, go fuck yourself. <laughs> right. 
Oh my god! So after that, don't they hop into the? Yeah, the, we uh, we go to the immunity challenge. And this was the same immunity challenge that they did last year with uh, yep. with them because I remember uh, what's his name Jonathan diving in looking like a fucking dolphin. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then which, Marianne like held back a little bit, but eventually like dove in. But she, I still remember that moment of hesitation. Yeah. Before you jump off the massive platform into the water. We got a dolphin dive on this one too. Uh, we got a bunch of belly flops we too. We did get some belly flops. <laughs> yeah. so that was hilarious. But um, anyway, so this is the one. You, you know, you're standing on a tower. You got to jump off the tower, um, swim over to like a little platform with some crates on it, climb up the crates, dive in again in the water. There's like a little like buoy kind buoy. of thing with a with keys on it. Um, and there are three keys, so three people will do that, and then the two remaining members will um, use those keys to unlock the pieces to a puzzle, which is a, um, Tur- a turtle. A turtle. 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 Turtly enough for the turtle club. The second Mitch McConnell reference in two episodes. <laughs> uh, obviously, first to win it, fin- <laughs> first to win-ish, first to finish, <laughs> wins immunity and a large survivor toolkit plus a large fruit basket. Second gets immunity plus a smaller kit and a smaller basket. Obviously, the third tribe uh, goes to tribal. And um, loses their flint. Yeah. And then, sorry uh, for you. His, sorry for no you. No rice. No, <laughs> don't pass go. Don't collect $200. Um, so obviously, the only tribe that hasn't, uh, hasn't had to go to tribal yet um, is Coco. So they end up sitting Geo out to make the teams even. And we kick off in this challenge. I mean, Can, I was just going to say, it. I was really fucking surprised how well Owen did. He killed it. He was yeah. moving so fast. Yeah, Owen, like I, I like I know Owen's somewhat athletic, but he he did really fucking well. It surprised he was me. Quick. Yeah. Like he swam quick. He he I think he was one of the belly floppers though, but he was still quick to get that key out. Like he just he was very impressive. Yeah, and so was obviously, I mean, goes without saying, so was Noelle because Dude. The way she climbed those crates and got over him yeah. so quick, one dude, that like was that? that was super impressive. And that not was only crazy. that, but like even even when you think about it, and I, I know that she's had um, a few years to kind of learn the ins and outs and like how it would work. But even if you think about just swimming, like yeah. um, just to be able to propel yourself underwater, that's going to be that's going to be difficult. Leg. But I mean, obviously, she would have the the experience to work around that and work within that. Right. But she like flew through the challenge um yeah well it, they they bring it up later in the episode um you know they talk about how uh her tribe mates were talking about how she did just as well as a- anybody else out there doing the damn challenge it wasn't like it hindered her in any way shape or form you know like she's embraced it and learned how to work with it it's kind of like i i, I mean i hate to make this comparison because one is you know was a a something that happened with birth and another was an accident but it's kind of like a Jordan story, you know what I mean? Where he embraces it and finds ways to work with it and work around it. And it seems like Noelle has done something yeah. very similar with with missing her leg. And it's so impressive to watch somebody do that. You know, like, I don't even know if I could swim that damn fast. And I have all my damn limbs. Like, well, she was and flying. And it's super important, too, that they kept in. And it's, I, I love that they had that moment between Jesse and Cody after the challenge and i know that we're kind of jumping ahead and we'll jump back but to have that conversation and say she did just as well as anybody else and it absolutely eliminates the question of her 
only having one leg hindering us in challenges, right. which is super important because anytime that it's come up in the past, in past seasons, that's one of the things that uh, people fixate on is the fact that they um, are missing a limb or whatever the situation may be, and that's going to hinder them in challenges. What they don't take into account is that this is the first time that you may be experiencing that person, but Noel has lived that. Yeah. So she knows how to do everything that she needs to do. Like she's a Paralympian. Like she is good at what yeah. she does. I think it it speaks to her natural athletic ability as well, because you brought up Jordan as a comparison. Jordan was born with this, so he's had right. his whole life to adapt to it and how to 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 make it where it's n- not a disadvantage, not a hindrance of any sort. It's just part of what he can do, and sometimes it helps him even more. She's only yeah. had, what, a few years to really get into the... Right, right. And, and I definitely see that point, and I just want to clarify that I don't mean as far as that. I mean as far as, like, you know, take like the average person that an accident like this happens to. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The average person doesn't grab hold of the situation and take control of the way someone like Noel would or no. the way, even the way someone like Jordan would. And I think that's what sets people like that apart, whether you're born with it, whether it, you know, happens in an accident. It's the difference of, you know, that no quit attitude and and and, and taking the time to say, you know what? I can still learn how to do all of the things that I love to do, like compete and do all of this and swim and run and all of this. I can still learn how to do those things, even even though I'm missing a leg or I'm missing a hand or whatever, instead of just letting that moment defeat and define you like like I said, like the average person would do in that situation. Well, and I I didn't want to take anything away from what you were saying. I just want to say that I find it impressive that it's been such a short period of time and she looks like it hasn't like she's yeah. adapted so well yeah. to this that you know like if you didn't know better the time that it took her to do it was the same as everybody else from the edit we saw right and it's yeah. just it's a super impressive task no matter how you slice it in in my opinion i agree absolutely and the other two standouts from that portion of the challenge would have been for me it would have been carla and it would have been ryan because ryan is carla, the dolphin was, carla was right up and over as well, because she was I think she was running at the same time as Noel. But then when Ryan went up and he dove down, he didn't come up until he got a buoy, yeah. which was like super impressive. And I think he was the only one to do it or at least the only one that the edit showed doing it. It's the Ryan he's Jonathan the, archetype. He's the only one yeah. that Jeff commented on about not coming up for air um, before yeah, going did, for the key. Yeah. And he commented on Carla's dive as well, I think. Right. Yeah. No, they were they were awesome. I literally have in my notes, Ryan is a beast. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's just, that's it, dude. The dude is so impressive. It's it's crazy. I was not and expecting I, this. I love that Gio took a really strong look at the bench um, because so many people have missed it um, <laughs> in past seasons. Like, it's like yes. they completely space on the fact that the sit-out bench can have advantages. Yes. Because, like, Michaela was sitting on the sit-out bench and Sarah Lucina was in the challenge and saw the advantage and then came over to it at the end and took the advantage off of the thing. Yeah. Like when Michaela was sitting there. But exactly. Then, like, Xander kind of surveyed it. But where his bench was, it was really hard for him to look at anything without being seen. And he just missed it. And then I don't know if they hid one last season on the they bench. They did. But they did because uh, Drea got it. Right. Yeah. And then, I mean, yeah, and this time, like, 
Geo looked for it, but no he dice. was like, just checking. <laughs> yep. Which is like all you need to do. But then, yeah, exactly. Yep. I, I was going to say, and I'm sorry to jump ahead, but who finished, who got started on the puzzle first? Because I thought it was it was, Bessie. It was Baca. So oh, okay. Baca, Baca did. Yeah. They get their puzzle unlocked first, then Vessi right behind them, and then Coco. Okay. But it's like boom, boom, boom. Like I they were right was... up on each other, like super close. But with that being said, Baca starts first, but Vessi freaking jumps out ahead and they, they take the lead super lead. early. Yeah. And okay, then that makes I, more sense. I don't know what the fuck happened, but this seems to happen every damn challenge lately. But Vessi just fell apart. And they get passed up by Baca, who ends up taking the win because they just get their puzzle like it just boom, 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 just falls together mm-hmm. for them. Vessi is way up on Coco at this point, And somehow Coco still comes back and beats them for the second place. And it wasn't even close. It was, like no. I was just like, how what is going on with you guys? And I, it just blew my fucking it- mind. It just like like I know people are gonna say NECA was the the weak link because that's two puzzles in a row, obviously. But even Jesse just looked perplexed the whole second half of that. Yeah, I think it was a matter of like one of the one of the issues was the fact that Baca finished first because Baca was in between, which right. meant that like Vessi had no way of looking at Coco's to get a framework. All they could do was look at Baca's finished puzzle. And see like where things went. But I think that I think that Jesse was almost it looked like he was like trying to figure out what Neko was doing at the same time that he was trying to figure out the puzzle himself rather than just focusing on the puzzle and working with her. He was like trying to see what she was doing to figure out why it wasn't working rather than just continuing to work on the pieces that he had. But I found funny, though, it's like so obviously Baka wins Coco comes second and then the so I guess the advantage cove, which is what I'm calling it until we come up with something else. Um, Baca has to choose the people that go and they choose Noel, which absolutely sucks for Noel's game. Um, oh, if you man. look at it that way, because mm-hmm. like Dwight is sort of with Jesse, which means that she's really solo. And yeah. then to be taken away from any sort of like scrambling whatsoever is super shitty. Yeah, they obviously wouldn't know that what's going on, but right, but it still sucks. Still super shitty. Um, and then James is going from Coco, and then Owen opts to go from Baca. Mm-hmm. But then right after that, Dwight basically says that the outcome of the puzzle, like, is the reason that they lost. So you have to look at Jesse and Neca as possible people up for elimination. Because that was their contribution to the challenge and they didn't get it done, which I agree with in theory. But Dwight was also in that position last week. Yeah, exactly. Like swap out Dwight for Jesse. And that's exactly the position that he was in. But that wasn't the conversation at that point. Of course not. But I like I also get it. But you uh, Ellie said it. I think the first time that they went to tribal is you can't you can't hold somebody's entire game accountable for one section of a challenge that they may or may not have agreed to do right um, this early in the game you kind of can because there's not really much else to judge Base people it on. on yeah well this is completely it has nothing to do with the storyline but i just wanted to say i really like the fact that even after you win a fucking immunity challenge or you lose it hey swim back to shore yeah. 
fuck off. <laughs> you know, I just I dig fuck that. Your boat. I, yeah, walk. get off my platform. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So no, that is pretty funny. What I actually found interesting though was, you know, obviously, so after this, all the tribes go back to their camps. And as as Vessi gets back to their camp, you know, NECA and I believe it was Jesse, um, they were talking and she's like crying her eyes out. She's oh, Dwight. Ob- she, she, oh, yeah, was it Dwight? Dwight. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, she yeah. she apologizes to the tribe and then she kind of goes off Dwight and she just starts crying and she's she's very, very convinced in this moment that the votes are going to go towards Noel because obviously Noel is on the outs of the, you know, main alliance that's sitting in uh, Vessi with the numbers. And, you know, and she feels guilty about it. Um, And it, it was one of those moments where I was like, that really sucks because I don't want Noel to go. But at the same time, like, it just, it made me really like NECA that she expressed herself that way. Like, it wasn't... Yeah. Like a, a a malicious thing. It wasn't a sabotage thing. Like she legitimately felt bad about the fact that she was now going to have to go around and campaign against somebody who inspires her so much. And I just really loved this moment with NECA. So I wanted to make sure we brought some light to it because you don't see that kind of stuff on these competition shows very, very often. No. And also the fact that the way that she framed it of not only did we lose the challenge, but we're also losing something big. We're losing a member of our tribe, which a lot of people just think of, we lost the challenge. We're voting somebody out, but she looks at it as we are actually losing something. We are losing a person. We are losing a part of this tribe. They are a functioning member of this basically society. Yeah. And it's, it's a really important distinction to make because it, as much as it makes it more real, it also makes it harder to make those decisions. And that's, I think part of where NECA struggles as well is separating game from people. Yeah. Which is like, obviously I would too, I would have a brutal time. And like, so did, so was Jesse. Cause Jesse was talking about how um, NECA reminds him a lot of his mom and how she has an open door policy for anybody who's in need. And she had her own ministry, which NECA also does um, in Nigeria. And he said that voting for NECA is essentially what it feels like is voting out his mother, which Sierra did in blood versus water, <laughs> which was a badass move. The other aspect, like really the only other aspect of that was that Cody and Jesse had the conversation about loyalty versus strength, which is what we touched right. on during the challenge. Any doubt for Noel's abilities is gone. Yeah. They, they admit to the fact that the challenge, the parts where they lose the challenge are the puzzles, which is the part that NECA has said that she will do and that she can do. And it's becoming clear that that might not be the case. And in which case, where does she fit? Right. The other side of that is NECA's ride or die with them. So they have a number and they have a secured majority alliance. So do they really want to sacrifice that? To me, the flip side becomes, say you get rid of Noel. And then the next challenge has another puzzle component. Mm-hmm. And then something happens where you lose again. Then you're in the exact same situation, but you're down one more person. Yep. It then becomes a conversation of, do you get rid of Dwight or do you get rid of NECA? And you're starting to lose strong players as well. Exactly. Yeah. And that's not to say that NECA is a weak player either. It's just a matter of no. she's not great on puzzles. Right, right. Well, and, you know, and that's the thing is like numbers only go so far when you're not winning because yeah. eventually you're going to run out of numbers if you don't have the strength on your tribe to win. So 
you know, I, I definitely get where they were coming from with the loyalty thing. But at the same time with Noelle, you yep. get the strength and she's out there on her damn own. So it's not like you can't pull some loyalty out of this girl. If you wrap her in and keep her in the game and send NECA out, you're going to tie Noelle into you, especially if you're someone like Cody or, you know, Jesse, who is like she's been watching you kind of run yeah. the votes and stuff like she's going to latch on to you. So you're going to end up getting both. If you keep Noel and send NECA out, you know, but it's still I, I see his point with the mom thing and it tough, you know, that's that's a tough position to be in. Yeah. And there's no easy like when you're the flip side of having three person tribes is when you're like when you have tribes is small, mm-hmm. it's hard because you yeah. get to know these people really quick versus right. like a 10 person tribe or an eight person tribe when you really don't have like that one on one. But Cody, Cody said something really interesting, and I know I'm kind of jumping all over, but at Tribal that I think really fits well here is Cody said that, like, you are with these people and your whole life, 24 hours a day, seven days a week revolves around the people that are in your tribe. There yeah. are zero distractions. You don't have cell phones. You don't have Internet. You don't have books. You don't have anything. These people are your life. So that makes it that much harder to remove somebody from it and in doing so, remove their chance at a million dollars, although increasing your chance at a million dollars as well at the same time. Yeah, it's it's a it's a you know, it's what's the word I'm looking for? It's like, you know, it's like there's the the light side and the dark side to it. You know what I mean? And, And you just yeah, it's it's a tough situation to be in. You're one with the force. Of course, oh, it's with you. Anyway. Exactly. <laughs> um, so you see me perk up? <laughs> then uh, then yeah. we move. I know this move, one. <laughs> we move on to the, um, as we're we're dubbing it, the Advantage Cove. Um, so, Noel. James. James and. Um, Owen. Oh, Owen. That's it. I was like, I can't remember. <laughs> Noel, James, and Owen are out on the adventure. Um, this time it's a little different. They have to climb up the like the mountain thing instead of you know going to the big rock so i I like like that they're i like that they're changing up like it's not the exact same you know path and all of this stuff you're doing stuff a little bit different and i did like this one so they have to climb up this big rock or giant mountain whatever and noel ends up kind of really becoming transparent with with them on this trek up this mountain she tells them like Look, I'm at the bottom of my tribe. I was at the bottom of the votes last week. And, you know, I mean, I don't know what your guys like, how you guys are feeling or whatever, but we're going to tribal tonight. I'm stuck out here with you guys. Like I was at the bottom. I already know that the vote's going to be going for me. And, you know, if you guys would be willing to let me have the advantage by being the only one to risk the vote, then she'd be willing to make a, a final three with them you know, for once they go to the merge. I wasn't sure how this was going to play off as I was listening to it. I was just like, oh my God, like this could go either way because it doesn't really, I mean, it does affect them because, you know, whatever the advantages they could potentially use on a future tribal, but in the moment right now, it doesn't affect them because neither of their tribes are going to tribal. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things where it was like it could go either way, but they freaking agree and they make this deal with her and they don't risk their vote. They let her be the only one to risk it, guaranteeing her the advantage. And I was just like, 
dude, she pulled that off. That was impressive. And I didn't know how it was going to go when she said final three. I could understand if she said, we'll look out for each other at the merge, because that's like that's a fairly common promise. Yeah. To say like final three, like that's super bold. But I mean, granted, she doesn't really have anybody else kicking around other than Dwight. Yeah. So they can be final two and just not tell James and Owen. But exactly. Yeah. The other thing that I want to know. So like she obviously she got the advantage. We find out later it's a steal a vote. But what I want to know and what's been kind of circulating around um, like Twitter and stuff like that is, do you think there's different advantages in the different bags? So only one person risked their vote. So it's a steal a vote. Last week, two people risked their vote. So it was an idol. It was a two tribal idol. Yeah. If all three people risk it, is it going to be a full out idol or something Or is it going to be where the knowledge is power advantage comes into play? Exactly. Yes. I was thinking about this too. I was like, I wonder if they're different or if they get mixed up. Yeah. You know or what I mean? Like, every week. If they're exactly the same, like if if every bag has the exact same advantage, like you said, every week, like this right. week it's a steal a vote. Next week it's the knowledge is power. The week after that it's an idle nullifier. Like yeah. whatever the case may be. Um, but we did learn a little bit more about Noel on the I believe on the trek. I think that's where it came into play. Mm-hmm. Um which was the fact that she got a college scholarship for lacrosse yeah. and then she had her accident. But then um, she went on to be the first above knee amputee to play collegiate lacrosse. Yeah. And she qualified for the Paralympic games in Tokyo, I believe she I placed right. sixth overall, but she also set a new U S record for the hundred meter. Yeah. So like Noel continues to be Super absolutely impressive. amazing. Yeah. And she's also like super likable. Oh, yeah. She's like incredibly charismatic. And when I saw the original cast photos, I wasn't sure if she would be really charismatic or slightly standoffish. Like just the stance. I wasn't 100 percent sure. And I'm really glad um, that she is who she is. Um, I thought that she might end up being a little bit like Sydney from 41. Mm. That snark. Yeah. Which I do also love, but <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad that we got Noelle, who is nice, but also can be super conniving and like really strategic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah we, like we, she she did it so well. She did. And that's what I was going to say. We saw we saw her strategy play out really well on this Advantage Cove mountain thing, you know, and then we see it again when she gets back to to her her tribe back to her beach. You know, and she tells everybody, she's like, look, I decided to play it safe and keep my vote. You know, if you guys want to search my bags, like whatever, like you can search my bags, you can whatever. Like I did not get anything. Um, And then, you know, goes on with her day, goes off, whatever. And then just in casual passing, lets Dwight know and then tells us she stuck the fucking advantage in the little pocket of her of her leg like nobody is ever gonna look there and i'm like dude you are so fucking smart like that was brilliant because i was wondering the the whole time yeah i was like i was like because she's like oh you can search my bag i'm like okay so she's got it in her underwear or her bra or something like that no man she was smart she put it in her leg nobody's gonna look there (laughs) um you know what she tells dwight i can't talk tonight she tells dwight um, you know, as being the only other person who knows about her advantage and she lets them know, uh, you know, that she did take it. And I can't remember if she knew what it was at that moment, but I don't think she did. She just told him I have an advantage, but I don't know what it is yet. I think 
Yeah, because I think she might have opened it afterward. Yeah, either way, I took a screenshot of it and I sent it to the group because Corey and I had this conversation earlier on in the week about whether or not, I guess it was actually earlier on today, which technically is earlier on in the week, about whether or not she had to actually say, hey, Jeff, I've got this thing. Right. Because I wasn't sure since she was the first one to vote. Right. If she was able to go up and sort of say to production up there, I'm using my steal a vote and I'm taking Cody's vote so that when Cody came up, he just had a parchment that said your vote's been stolen and he wouldn't know who had it, who had stolen it. And that would be would an be, awesome way to do I it. I now kind of want steal a votes to work that way because they yeah. they haven't before. I don't think, um, but that would be a really cool way to do it because as the, as the way that it actually works, as you say, like when Jeff says it's time to vote, you kind of say like, Hey Jeff, I've got this advantage. Right. I get to steal a vote and I'm going to steal this person's vote. So then that person doesn't go up and then you vote twice. Right. I think it would be even better if they don't know who took their vote. It's all incognito. Yeah. yeah. I would love that. It would be amazing. But yeah, like <laughs> the, Jesse was my favorite part of the tribal council, hands down, <laughs> because to see how his brain works yeah. is really interesting. Like, dude's super smart. He's but really like, smart. for Dwight to say, so t- Dwight went with very confident and then Cody said nine, which we hadn't even established a rating system at that point. <laughs> and then Jesse said extremely confident. And then, and Neca then Neca also said, said nine. nine. And then Jesse was like, we're all using different scales. <laughs> <laughs> he said very. I said extremely. He said nine. And then she said it, too. I work on surveys and those response options. They don't work. <laughs> so then Jeff was like, fine, to use your scale, which technically it wasn't even his scale. It he wasn't said his extremely scale. It was, yeah, it was it was Cody and Nick's scale. I was like, OK, so, with 10 being completely confident and one being not at all confident. And then yeah. it was Dwight said nine. Cody said nine. NECA said nine and a half. <laughs> yeah. And then Jesse said 10. Yeah. 10. <laughs> and, and then Jeff just started laughing. Um, but then Noelle was really interesting because she said five. Right. And she said, I could either be saying five because I don't think that I'm I've got the numbers here. Right. Or I could be saying five because I have an absolute mindset of what's going on. Yeah. And I don't want to tip my cards. And that's exactly what it was. And that's and that's how you should do it. And that was brilliant as fuck. Yeah. Because look how confident NECA was. Yeah. She's literally like nine and a half. And I'm like, as soon as it happened, I was just like, oh, dude, she is like her heart just sank because she was so sure. So sure. Yeah. So it ends up being NECA goes yeah. home. I did like, I'm sorry, really quick. Sorry. I did like though, because I don't see this often on Survivor. Like when people are, uh, you know, voted out and their, their, their torches extinguished. It's very rare that, that at least that I've noticed that you see everybody else in the tribe stand up and like give them a hug before they go and get their, get their torch put out. And this happened with NECA. And I thought that that just really spoke to how close everybody on this tribe really was and how much it really sucked to vote somebody out either way. And that this decision Absolutely. was really difficult for pe- especially people like Jesse, who was very close to NECA. And, you know, I think it was even tough on Noel because she knew that it was down to her and NECA. And I think that there was a, a level of respect between both of them. And so 
I really loved that moment that everybody stood up. They all gave her a big hug and it wasn't like a superficial hug. It was a legitimate, you know, we're really sorry. We love you. And, you know, we wish you the best. We'll talk to you when we get out of here kind of thing. And I just I really love those moments. And I will also say as much as I absolutely adore NECA and it sucks that she's gone. I don't know that Fessy's going back to tribal. Yeah, that is a strong team of Cody, Jesse, Noel and Dwight. That might have done it. Yeah, I think it was the right move. I agree with it as much as I love NECA and I really, really enjoyed her and she's on my fantasy team. I think it was the right move for Bessie. Definitely was. Yeah. Yeah. And I looking agree. at the other two tribes, I don't know who they sit out to make a team of four that's going to compete with these four. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. They're strong. They're really strong. I mean, the only way I see it working against them is if Ryan really pulls a Jonathan, you know, because yes. he's he's at that level. So that's just kind of my opinion on it, though. And I don't know shit about Survivor. So I just hive mind with you occasionally. There you go. No, that's I mean, that's like that's accurate, because, I mean, if you've got a strong like somebody who's at the same level of a Jonathan or a Ryan in that situation, it almost doesn't matter who the other three are because of how dominant Jonathan was in challenges and how strong Ryan seems to be in challenges. You know, the thing that we really have is it's time on, which I'm pretty sure that I mentioned it last week that I wish that they would go back to like stealing stuff from other people, like raiding camps. Yeah. And then then. (laughs) next time on the raiding camps, (laughs) (laughs) it happened. I looked at Sarah and I was like, you've listened to the episode more recently than I recorded it. Didn't I say that? And she's like, yeah, you did. Hive mind with the producers, with the producers. (laughs) So, yeah, so likely what's going to happen is whoever wins the challenge will then get to go to the losing tribes camp um, and take any one item or any two items of their choosing. I think they have to leave them with certain things, but the certain things is pretty minimal. And with season 43 being what it is, they I could conceive it being like, we're just taking your stuff. Yeah. And uh, so I was thinking about this, looking at the teams right now. As much as I don't want to see a team go to the merge with all the tribe members, I think Coco is set up to do so because yeah. I feel like Baca is going to self-implode. I uh, feel yeah. like that divide between the girls and the boys is just going to get bigger and bigger, and it's it's going to blow. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if before, I don't I don't think it'll happen, but I also wouldn't be surprised if Baca tries to throw a challenge to get rid of somebody. Yeah. Before they hit the merge. I agree. Yeah. But yeah, that pretty much wraps up episode three. Did we want to go over fantasy points? Yeah. Let's knock that out because I know we have a couple more things we have to try to knock out real quick. I've got it kind of set up, so we'll try to speed through it. So we will do. So week two uh, had Corey with 62, Rick with 50, me with 37, Karina with 33. Uh, So for episode three, confessionals were pretty minimal across the board. Corey got nine points for confessionals. He got eight points for the fact that he's pretty heavy on Baca and Coco members of his team. So they won immunity. So he got eight points. And then his one person from Vessi voted for the right person. So he got two points there for a total of 19. Rick, you are sitting with eight points for confessionals. Geo didn't have one this week. And then six points for the immunity wins, two points for eliminated players. Votes. So you got 16 points. 
Karina, you only nabbed four points this time around because Ryan also didn't have any confessionals. I know. Uh, Noelle did give you three, though. And then Noelle also gave you another two for getting an advantage. And four points for immunity wins, two points for votes with 12. I had three confessionals from Carla, two from Jesse, none from Janine. So everybody, everybody but Corey had one person with no confessionals. (laughs) Right. So I get I know. Right. So I got five points for my confessionals, four points for immunity wins. Carla got an advantage. And then um, Jesse voted for NECA for a total of 13 points. So that takes week three totals to Corey with 81, Rick with 66, me with 50, and Karina with 45. So it's really still pretty Sweet. doable. It just comes down to, really, it comes down to confessionals and what tribe wins. Yeah. 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 I, and I think we're going to see the real point jump once we hit when, the merge. When we get to the merge, yeah. that's yeah. going to be where the points even Because that's when the bigger points are there, too. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then, guys, make sure you check out our uh, our Instagram because we'll have all the artwork and the points posted for this. Yes. Um, so you can check that out. Also, we didn't talk about it when we were wrapping up 38, but we did a fantasy draft for Rider Dies. Woo! <clears throat> and I'm, That was fucking fun. It was. It that was draft a lot was of fun. fun. Um, real quick, we weren't, because the way the pairs broke down, um, we couldn't do an even draft where we each got a certain number amount. We would have left players on sitting the board, on yeah. the board. Um. So what we did is we decided that two teams would get, you know, what one extra player. So each. pretty much how we did this was everybody drafted um two full teams. So like the full partnership, like bananas, Nani, that's your that's your team. Um. So everybody got to pick two of those, and then we had t- or three of those, and then we had two of our teams. No, we had four, four of, our, of teams. our teams. Everybody except me because I won the yeah. last fantasy you won, with USA. You so won I'll... USA, so the so he didn't get a, an extra player, but the other four of us got to draft an extra player, and we just took one person off of the remaining two teams. I know that doesn't make sense. It will make sense when you guys see the artwork. Just look for the fucking artwork, which will be posted when we post this episode. Real quick, I'm mean, just I'm not going to run through everybody on everybody's team. Just give you a quick highlight. Karina's team name is Two Daves and a Duck because she's got Tori and Devin. Um, she also has got Veronica and Darrell, so could be a dangerous team. Woo! Uh, Corey's team name is, he wanted to name it Owen as a jab at Tony. I took a little self-creative control. His name is now Owen 2, um, and he's got uh, Casey and her brother, Turbo, and his fake girlfriend, and Jay and Michelle with Johnny sitting on the side. Uh, Josh's team, uh, it's a great name. Uh, standouts are Laurel and Jack, and then he's also got uh, Fessy and Mariah, so his team name is Jack and the Introverts. <laughs> um, my team, um, I've got Bananas and Nani and Amber B and Chauncey. I'm going with Death, Taxes, and Banani. And then we have Tony's team, last but definitely not least. He's got a really strong team here. Uh, team name No Mercy No Quit with Jordan and Nisa and also Nel, uh, Nelson and Norice. Um, guys, we'll have the artwork up. It's going to be a fun season with those. So I hope you guys want to take a look at that. Woo! Um, now, last and final theme before we let you guys go. I know this has been a fucking marathon is our one year giveaway. Don't forget to screen record that. I'm not going to. Okay. I want you to explain <laughs> Who's getting what and how it breaks down? Because I know not everybody's winning in this. <laughs> Correct. No, not everybody is winning. So 
pretty much um, how this breaks down is that we decided for our one year anniversary, which was on September uh, 26th, that we wanted to do a little giveaway just to kind of say thank you to all of our listeners and just everybody who supported us. Um, so we put together a little a little giveaway and pretty much what's going to happen is that we're going to take the names of the people who entered. We're going to put them into a random a randomizer and we're going to just random out, randomize out the winners from there. Um, we are going to have 10 winners. Um, the first the grand prize winner is going to be a podcast takeover. So you will come and join us on our podcast as our special guest. Um, we will kind of interview you and do kind of an unplugged thing and talk to you about your history as a challenge fan. And then you will also get to choose a topic that you want to debate with us and kind of take over the podcast, um, with whatever topic you want to talk about has to be challenge related, obviously. Um, but you know, whether you want to debate goats or you want to debate whatever, um, you know, you get to, you get to kind of take over with that. Um, second one is going to get a free customized challenge fandom podcast t-shirt. So we will hook you up with one of our, um, our challenge fandom podcast shirts. Um, number three is going to get a customized challenge fandom podcast keychain. So similar to the shirt, except we're going to give it to you in a keychain form. And then the fourth through 10th names, um, drawn you, they are going to get some customized challenge fandom podcast stickers. Um, these are transparent on the back, so you can stick them to damn near anything and uh, rep the podcast anywhere you go. So we are going to start. Uh, yeah, see, Tony's got one on the back of his phone. I actually had one on the back of my phone, but it started to peel. So I just pulled it off today. And then I didn't think about how sticky the back of my damn phone would be when I pulled it off. So now it's all gross and I got to clean it before I can put a new one on. But anyway. The stickers are super dope. The shirts are super dope. These are all products that like we already have purchased for ourselves. Like the shirts are really nice. Um, they're soft. They're well-made. The, you know, the stickers are really awesome. So definitely stuff that we're not just throwing crap at you. It's actually items that we've already bought for ourselves. And we would like to, you know, share with you guys as our way of saying thank you for your support. So with all of that being said, let's get into the wheel randomizer and let's uh, let's get our winners out. Okay, so um, we're going to start off with 10th through 4th place, which would be the stickers. Is that correct? Yes, 10th through 4th. So okay, here let's we go. go Let and go. I'm going to keep track here on my notepad. Let's go ahead and get this going. Insert drum roll. And here we go. <laughs> First sticker winner. Samantha will get in contact with Samantha. We've got our IG. We will yes. let you know. Congratulations Woo, on some free swag. Yes. All right. All so. right. Next free swag winner with some stickers is going to be God. This is just like Will of Fortune. <laughs> Steph Marie. Woo, Steph Marie. Yay. I love her. She's the best. Go check out Lovely Ladies of the Challenge on Facebook. Ran by Steph Marie. <laughs> Next free swag winner we got is Barbara. Woo. Oh my gosh, I love her. I love her so much. All right. And not just because she loves us. No, I just love her. Don't pay attention to my number. I can't me. do anything. Okay. Next free swag is Trudy. Nice, Trudy. Woo. Woo. All right, so that so we're gonna do three more for stickers. 
All right, let's do three more for stickers. Spin, 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 spin. I know this is just riveting. You'll see the video on <laughs> one of our social medias. Next we got is Kelly Gonzalez. Nice. Dun, dun, dun. Woo, congratulations. Congratulations. Sorry, I'm going to sing through this. <laughs> Next we've got Sam. Congratulations, Sam. Awesome. Ooh, love that. Love that. All right, are we off of... One more. One more for stickers. One more. All right. Free swag last. Free swag winner we've got... Alexis. Woo! Oh, I love Alexis. I love her. All right, so now... uh, Now that we have got that, we are going for the keychain. I love keychains. (laughs) I, I love keychains. Keychains and coffee mug. Maybe we'll do a coffee mug. Alexis time. R. Woo! Yay! I love it. Congratulations, Alexis R. You will now be the owner of a lovely keychain. <laughs> Woo! I don't even own one of those yet. And neither do I. I'm kind of jelly. <laughs> All right. T-shirt. T-shirt. Goes to... Christine, congratulations, Christine! These T-shirts are oh, awesome. Yay. I own one. I love that. I love Christine. Congratulations, oh, Christine. They're it's just because you live in like they the land comfy. of of no shipping. Maple syrup. <laughs> All right, and, and then for our, our grand num- prize winner. Grand prize. Join us on the pod. You take, can make podcast us look stupid. Take over. Ooh. Who we got? I mean, we Preston Flower. Oh my god! We're gonna have a whole company no on here. No way! Oh my gosh! I know who runs this That's company. That's awesome. And she's gonna be so, stoked. Guys, we want to thank you so Yay. much for participating. If any of you guys call into question, I do have the re- recording of the randomizer in the order <laughs> it came out, so you guys can suck it. We um, will probably have it in video form on our Instagram. If you're listening to it here and you want to actually like check our randomizer, um, go look for the video on our Instagram. It's it's super exciting. <laughs> but uh, no, it, seriously, thank you guys so freaking much. This was yes. awesome. Um, I know we were supposed to do the drawing like a week ago. We decided to extend it because we hadn't like paid attention to our, our schedules. Um, it's our we birthday. Were, yeah, we were unable to do the drawing last week and we were just, yeah, it, we weren't paying attention. But thank you guys so much for your patience. Thank you to everybody who took the time to enter the giveaway. We are going to be doing this more. So make sure that you guys keep an eye out. We love doing this and we definitely want to give back to you guys because you guys have given so much to us. Um, with that being said, and speaking of givebacks, please keep your eyes open because we are getting ready to start another project. Um, this is actually a repeat of a project we did last year, which turned out to be very successful. We decided to pair up with TJ Lavin. Um, and what we do is we make some custom t-shirts um, that are very specialized towards TJ Lavin and t- fans of TJ Lavin. And um, we sell these T-shirts for a limited time. It's not something that's always available, and it will be a custom design that you can only get through us. We sell these shirts for a, a specific amount of time, and then at the end of that, we take all the proceeds from the shirt sales. 100%. 100% of the proceeds from the shirt sales, and we donate it to a charity of TJ Lavin's Choice. 
This year, he has chosen Project 150 in Las Vegas, and we are currently working on the design of the shirts. It should be out within the next couple weeks, um, so make sure you guys keep an eye out for that. Get involved in it. It's a great cause. Project 150, we're going to go ahead and link um, all their information below so you guys can read about the organization, but they help homeless and displaced teens um, in in and around the Las Vegas area. Incredible, incredible, incredible organization. Amazing people to work with. And uh, yeah, so keep an eye out for that. And other than that, I mean, we've got Alyssa coming out on Monday. Um, We've got an Unplugged with Danny McRae coming out next Monday, um, October 17th. But in between those, we will have another Survivor episode recap and... With Challenge 38. With episode one of Challenge 38, Ride or Die. So make sure you stay... Man, just subscribe. Turn the notifications on. You don't want to miss this shit. Go follow Instagram. Join the Facebook pages, whatever, All the above. whatever your platform preference is. Let's get it because we're getting ready to do some fun stuff. And yeah, we want you guys around for it. So come join us. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> guys, this has been a marathon for us tonight. We had a yeah. lot to cover. I know where I'll be. We got a busy day tomorrow with some stuff lined up for you. Um, don't want to give away too much. But what I do want to do is I want to close this out. Um, first and foremost, we want to thank Malik MTV Malik on Twitter. Uh, make sure you go follow him. Make sure you're listening to LWC love war and challenge podcast. Um, they are top notch. We are big fans of theirs. Um, so we want you to give them a try and we are sure you'll be big fans of them as well. Um, we want to thank him for taking the time to join us to break down, you know, 38, get us ready for the season. Um, so for myself, Ricky Hayes, my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes, who's going to hate us all tomorrow when she has to edit this. Mm-hmm. And Corey, our Raging Cajun Viator. And last, but obviously not least, my fellow hive mind, Tony, Stats, and fucking Info Lance. <laughs> Let's get it, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. We love you guys. You know what? We never get to hear you guys talk, but we think you're <laughs> part of our family. We hope you're part of ours um, and vice versa. Make sure you're subscribed. We love you guys. Have a good night. Bye. Later. Bye.